Hello, everybody. <laughs> so loud. Hello, everybody. We are called Busey and live for the Fleet Furnace. This is going to be the year logs edition. Uh huh, honey. Button your lip, short dick. Is this an uncomfortable silence, or are we going to have music playing over this part? No, oh, it's uh, the Year Logs edition. No, it just play. It's the Year Logs. It did. We just played the music. Oh, okay. You didn't hear okay. it. Okay, I was. I, I was a little confused with how we were doing the intro. It was uh huh. Well, last honey. time, last time you actually played the music, and we could hear it in the headphones. So I didn't know you weren't you weren't ready for that. Uh, we just decided the movie today, so we're winging it. Got you. We're winging. Hello, everybody. That. <laughs> <laughs> that thing oh that God, was talking over, over there. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jesus Christ. It, it started over. Yeah. Why? Because that was the worst. No, we're a quarter way through this lap. Let's just oh keep going. God. Yeah, we're already like late. five minutes into it. Yep. This is the year. This is the year long. We don't need introductions. What are you doing? Ugh. This is harsh already. Hello, everybody. I am Ethan Busey Billups. Uh, I'm so excited to be here today in the Flea Furnace recording with who you heard talking shit about the music uh, from this channel zone. Feature this. Bezo Beasley. <laughs> Thank you. Hi. Hi. Good to see How you again. You? I'm on my Donna. hosting game today. Obviously. I've been watching a lot of David Letterman's, uh-huh. a lot of... Jed Leno's, mm-hmm. and I've been trying to s- study up on it. Uh, you know, we're we're si- kind of giving away age at this point because I think both of them have been off the air for about a couple of years now. So it's just all reruns at this point. Yeah, I'm, I'm, re- I'm rerunning them. All right. Okay. Cool. I'm rewatching them, trying to get my chops. Okay. All right. Which I've got. Uh, obviously, flawless. The chops are up. Uh, no blank spaces. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Hey, how are you? That. Live from, <laughs> you can catch her writings <laughs> on bummer.gov, Bleak, Bleak's own, Donna Bourgeois. Hi. Oh, <laughs> dude, you're bombed already. What's wrong? This is the worst. What's the worst? Well, my throat hurts from fucking Austin allergies. Mm. Oh. And the intro was the most garbage thing I've ever heard in my life. No, it's not. I was studying. That's how they do them on the big times. I'm trying to make the big show. And here we are with... What? 
Wait. Ethan Busey Billups. <laughs> Hello. How's it going? How are you? Oh, don't worry. There's going to be music there, too. Uh, I, there, it, it's been a year, but I still think we have improved. There's still room for improvement. I think we yeah. can all say that. I'm what really is- excited to be here in the flea furnace. Why, why is everybody turning against <laughs> me right now? I, why is everybody... I've been doing I this lo- for one year. I'm an expert. Because you're fucking over there. I, I, <laughs> I think the, the, the fact that we're not a well-oiled machine adds a little charm to this whole process. It, it, I am a well-oiled machine. <laughs> so, excuse me. Uh, yeah, that was... Comp- Ethan's a regular old I was butter confused. boy. You, yeah. you, uh, I, I didn't realize everything was in, uh, in perfectly intentional there. Yes. Oh, okay. I've been studying up. Obviously. I, I mean, I, I'm going to watch... Are you J- going to cry right now? No, I was watching James Fallon. <laughs> and I'm very good at it now. I understand it. We're going to have a fun game. Okay. In the middle, where we play, have you ever done it? <laughs> the game. <laughs> the game. You like it? I have no idea what you're talking it's about. It's very fun. Okay. I'm James Fallon. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome into the show. Uh, this is an, another edition, uh, the, 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 the year-long yeah, we've been doing this for a year. I had a joke we've I been... wanted to make. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Here we go. Go back, go back, and talk about games that we're gonna play again. We're gonna play a game today. Oh, are we gonna play Mary Death Fuck? <laughs> what? What's she talking about? Because her name is Mary Death, and it's oh. like the game Mary Fuck Kill. You're trying to segue. No. No, I've been studying up on my terms. It's a gui. No, no, you're right. That is a segue. No, they're called hoverboards. No, they're called swagways. Oh, that's true. Swagways. You got one? I wish. They're illegal. If if I knew they were called that, I would have a half dozen. You can buy one in the airport. You fly But you can't damn ride it. Yeah, you can. Nope. It's banned in LAX. Well, it's a, are we talking about Segways or the Swagways? Oh, the Swagways. Mm-hmm. The, are those like those cheap? They're like they're not cheap. Oh, they're classy. Well, there. What is this? <laughs> there's this thing that's like a hoverboard. They're calling it hoverboards, but it's not hoverboard. It's a swagway. That's what we're talking. about. We're talking Swagways. All right. Swag wagon is that what you said? Swag wagon. I like that. Yeah. Here comes the swag wagon. <laughs> Has an alarm? Has a siren? Apparently, uh huh. Yeah, it's a swagging wagon. It's a swagging wagon. Don't come with swagging when the wagon's a wagon. Uh huh. You're just floating down the street, hitting rumble strip. (laughs) I love it. That was my nickname in high school. Rumble strip, swagging wagon. (laughs) Your name was Rumble Strip. Oh, here comes old Rumble Strip. You're just walking down that. (laughs) Oh. Uh, yeah. yeah, pretty much. Wow. <laughs> I'm really sorry. My throat is yeah. not in good state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You were called the rumble strip because you're slowing everybody down. Oh, really? Yeah. I had Tell a, me more about that. I had a perfect intro. Ethan? I had a perfect intro. <laughs> and you guys fucked it up. Yeah, we shit all over it. Why you got to... <laughs> oh, sorry. You got to do the podcast with us. So you have to take the good and the bad. Woo! <laughs> guys are mean to me all the time on this and i don't like it anymore and i'm not taking it it's a new day Woo! from here on mm-hmm. out i'm not taking any more shit so what are so it's been one year are there changes now to expect for yes. the next year yeah 
Okay. And year we're kicked off. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's, it's the Ethan only year show. Year two, <laughs> solo ca- cast. Yeah, solo cast. Solo cast. Yeah. I'm not putting up with shit anymore. Mm-hmm. And if you guys are going to disrespect me, you're out. Okay. I, so I we're, so this is a warning. We're on thin ice as this it is. is. A, you're very thin. Very thin. Very I, it's hair thin. 34 degree ice. <laughs> you guys are close. To, <laughs> what are you doing? I, I was just, I wasn't thinking like temperature wise, it's 34 degrees. I was thinking like it's like an angle. angle. <laughs> and I was like, that doesn't even make sense. Yeah, it's mildly <laughs> like, fast. What does that even it's mean? Mildly inclined it's mildly ice. fast ice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, have you ever watched those Red Bull games where the people do the tracks on ice skates but it's like speed skating yeah but it's oh not the flat. air yeah. yeah it's like the it's like the skiing when they do have you watched this i have no it's fucking about. sweet it's dude. Like, that shit is gnarly it's like a you know when bmx racers ride on the dirt tracks and yeah, they yeah. ride on ramps yeah. it's like that but they're on ice skates they're on hockey skates yeah it's fucking dope they're no just, they're not they're speed skates no they're they're hockey skates no because they have longer blades what's the setting four <laughs> oh, it's a thirty-four degree yeah. angle. Uh, no, I mean, are they doing this on mountains? Are they doing it on they're doing frozen it on rivers? Or? It's on ice. No, it's like literally like when you see people doing like downhill skiing. Yeah. It's like that, but it's a track of ice, oh. and they're skating down that. But it's okay. like there's like yeah. ramps and shit. There's okay. ramps, so it's all. And, like, it's not like it's stuff. not like it's nature. It's and like some no. pre pre-made. Ramps yeah, it's nurture. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, there's pre-made just ramp ice skating. You're tracks. describing something I've never heard before. So and I, it's God. like bu- mountain biking. I just figure, <sighs> I I don't know. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm asking questions. I'm not accepting questions anymore in oh, year two. Okay, there's only uh, <laughs> we get two questions a show. Is that the no? Deal? Just complete statements. Oh no, I'm not accepting it. Only I'm not accepting that anymore. <laughs> That's not going on. You, what are you trying to? What are you mi- doing? She's trying to mic her opening a knife. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's, it's going to shit. It's gone to shit. Maybe we, maybe we have to turn to Gary Busey oh. to recover the podcast. Is that, I guess it's segui. Uh, that's the segui. I'm testing. Segui. I know these things because I'm learning terms. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know the terms of this the, is an amateur hour here. Uh uh-uh. uh. I know the entertainment business in and out. Mm-hmm. Mostly out. But that's okay too. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can leave your mic there. Okay. Okay. Right. <laughs> uh, are you gonna kill my mic any second now? <laughs> I think I can't. <laughs> uh okay, so we watched we for the first time mm. we group picked a movie. That's right. Mainly I picked it though. <laughs> okay. Well it's true. I said it twice and you guys kept old, looking at here's, movies. Here's old rumble strips back. <laughs> well, it's true, you guys kept looking at movies. I was like, Oh, this one, like uh, this is what we, we were, have to I think watch. we were sorting out what we had access to. We narrowed it down to two and uh we all Look, on. I'm not disappointed with my decision. I don't feel like I need to defend it. Oh, okay, yes. okay. We watched Netflix own. Wait, it's not Netflix. It's, it's, Netflix it's on original. Netflix. If you guys want, if you guys can afford the sub- subscription, subscription. <laughs> uh, which uh, year two? This one. 
This is going behind the paywall. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> we watched 2013's. I thought it was 2011. Am I wrong? No, it's 2013. 2013. Okay. Okay. I'm wrong. I admit it. 2013's. Okay. 2013. Kill his mic already. Two right. rumble strips. <laughs> I'm just over here. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't move. <laughs> We're gonna make it. The human walls just closing in on me. <laughs> wow. Wait. What was the name of this movie? 2013 zone. Bounty killer. Bounty killer. The movie. Yeah. AKA. What Mad Max What Fury Road <laughs> stole everything from. Yeah, pretty much. Straight uh, up. Isn't that crazy? We're how... going to go straight into how much this is like Fury Road. This is a... Uh, this is like... To me, I was looking at this. It's like a combination of three movies. Like Fury... Yes. Mad Max. Yes. Um, uh, Planet Terror. Samurai. Planet Terror. Oh, that's interesting. I, I, didn't, go I didn't go there. I didn't go there. Uh, Planet Terror is the one with the girl with the leg, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, for yeah. some reason, I was thinking Sin City, but that's like the same director and the same kind of feel. So yeah, I also was thinking Sin City. Is yeah, because you had a lot of those CGI shots and the and the highly stylized kind of fifties um, noir. Just shit. yeah, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, that was the uh, th- other combination. I thought it was Fallout. So yeah, it, there's Fallout. like some things that are reminiscent. Yeah, but that's what happens. in... have you ever seen Six String Six String Samurai? No, no. Is even it, you've seen it. It's about you? a samurai that plays a guitar. Yeah, and it's like similar to Bubba Hotep. Mm-hmm. You've never seen that either. Wow, no, right? No, I have a. Well, email me at <laughs> bleak.gov if you want to <laughs> fucking talk about movies uh, that are super popular cult movies. Yeah. See, Ooh. I I just got I just got a planet. What I don't know. <laughs> Uh, it's okay i'll say this like i was actually like rethinking in my head when how did the, when did this movie come out because it's the mad max influence the fury road influence is so strong you know it influenced it had to have been. Yeah, I, this I kept, came out before fury road yeah. i know and i kept thinking it must have come out after yes because it, it looks like this is like some cheap fury road knockoff yeah it, looked, it looks it like looks, a sci-fi channel fury road it looks like the porno those, it looks scenes, like the yeah. porno version of fury road yeah. Like when they make okay. shitty porn. Fucking spoiler alert, though. The entire cast is actually, they're all like, well, they're in like big movies. In this, like in all this of film. them. Yes. Yeah. Which is crazy. I would not have guessed that looking at these people. The, I was. Re- no offense to the people that are in this movie, <laughs> including one of which. So there was one point in the movie where there's this guy who's like, a, there's a cast of like 13 people. It is not a big cast. And uh, there's this guy that comes on that I made a joke that he was Seth MacFarlane because he looks oh, like yeah. remarkably similar to yeah, Seth yeah, MacFarlane. Yeah. It is fucking creepy. Weird kind of doppelganger That guy, thing. spoiler alert for a future episode of Feature This, is in fucking Love and Mercy. Was he? Yes. I didn't no recognize No idea who he is. Well, yeah. he's in the after... Oh, he's in the other... Yeah, the junkie side. Yeah, not the... Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so let's just get it off of the table. Yeah. The reason that this is so much like Fury, the, the lead guy looks exactly like Tom Hardy. Yeah. Like I, a, 
like another like Tom Hardy is already a poor man's someone. No, I don't no, know no, 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 no. The poor man someone is this guy who was in uh, um, Prometheus. Oh uh, no, no, that he's guy's, the poor man. Tom's I don't Har- so. Tom Hardy. I don't agree with that. And this guy is sort of a knockoff of him. He no, that guy the. Prometheus guy, he has a distinct nose and jawline. I completely disagree that he you, looks you like don't Tom th- Hardy. Really? No. Wow. He's way more attractive than Tom Hardy what? is. What? Yeah. Tom oh Hardy is fucking disgusting, and Mad Max Fury Road can't suck a dick. Wow. You are like, you're, you're the supreme minority on that one. Yeah, I know. That's fine. I don't care. That movie was garbage. No, it was totally not. Yeah, I, I just want to skip. Agree to I, disagree. I do. I do. I do. I mean, I, I kind of want to skip to the end before we even go through the plot and be. And be and Fuck it! It's year two. We can do whatever we want. It's Let's year start two. At the end and go to the beginning. It's the well, year, wait, It's bef- the year where we're not linear. Before we skip yeah. ahead, though, let's just say okay. I actually I was like shockingly pleasantly surprised by this movie, and I feel sure. like it. It wouldn't take much to polish this turd into an amazing movie. I it would totally not agree. take much. I like, totally it is agree. a really good film, especially considering the front of it. Like, yeah. I would not expect this movie to be as good as it was. So, if you don't want any spoilers, I would recommend stopping right now, watching the movie. It's on Netflix. Yeah. It's only an hour and a half or an hour yeah. and 40 minutes. It's well worth the investment of time. I yeah. totally recommend it. Yeah. I, I totally agree. This is a big surprise for me. Yeah. yeah. Especially, like, you go online and you look at the Netflix reviews and everything. Then you 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 look at the stars. Yeah, and, stars. Yeah, and uh, it, I mean it only has like two, two out of five. Out of five, and that then, is like, criminal. And then I think it's a it's a what do they call it? a splat on Rotten Tomato or whatever? Uh, 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 it's not fresh or unfresh. It's, it's or whatever unfresh. It is. Yeah. It's a green splatter. Yeah, yeah. It's like under fifty percent. That is or something. not. That is not fair. I don't think it's fair. Not no. at all. No. I don't think it's fair. And also like. Also, if you're like up Mad Fury Road's butt, if you're up his butt, (laughs) you're wrong. And you don't like the bounty killer. You don't like bounty killer and you like Fury Road. You're an idiot. Well, if you liked any of the movies that we've mentioned so far, Six String Samurai, Bubba Hotep. If you like the video game Fallout, if you like mm, Sin yes. City, mm-hmm. if you like Planet Terror, mm-hmm. if you like Mad Max, again, stop right now and go watch the movie Bounty because killer. you are going to be shockingly surprised at how yeah. this, a high mediocre this movie one is. One of the things that I, I, I really like about these kinds of movies... What, like genre films? Or? Well, it, no, there's a, there's a certain budget range for something like this. Sure. Like, when, when you start... When you talk about, like, uh, the AAA movies that, you know, how the big event things of the summer and whatnot... Sure. Um, where they have, you know, a half... And right now, it's insane. You know, they'll dump a half a billion dollars to make these movies. Yeah. With marketing and everything. Yeah. Um, to me, when I look at that, I, I... There's a level of quality that you just demand. Yeah, like sure. Like, you, you can't... You can't say well, – it, it's a lot easier to say there's no excuse here. You, there's no excuse for this scene not to work or this plot line to be in this movie or whatever. But when you take something like this where there's obvious budget constraints yes, and they're working with what they have and they're still making it work and still like being committed to making a, a, a big movie um, uh, with the constraints that they have, I'm much more forgiving – 
on some of the the things that don't quite work. Sure, mm-hmm. but I but because all the other things is, is I, I see the effort in what they're doing, and uh, uh, so I, I, it's one of those things that you said to polish this turd. Yes, there is a lot of turd moments and things in this. Um, but when I'm watching it, I don't, I, I'm, I'm much, like I said, I'm much more forgiving on those kinds of things. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And it's in this budget range just to continue. It's, it's in that budget range where it, it's quality stuff. It's yeah. not like we're looking at somebody who's borrowing their, you know, uh, their parents, you know, HD camera. Yeah, it's not like and Coven. Th- <laughs> Coven rules. So yeah. Shut true, up. But. <laughs> You know, it, it's it's not somebody. Who, it's, it's obviously they they have a team of people and they know what they're doing. Yeah, no, and I mean, there's it's a, a vision pro. that's making this work. Yeah, it was also apparently a graphic novel. But okay, let's go through. We'll go through the plot a little bit, and we will point out every parallel yeah. there is to Mad Max. Uh, sure, sure, yeah. Because I think that that's a fair thing. Because I think there, it, it's like it's insane the amount of parallels. Yeah, this is this is. Uh, somebody watched this and then looked at and said, look, if you can get the stuff that looks like this, we'll make the Mad Max movie. Like it, this feels like the trial run it, that this works. And now we'll give the, we'll green light Mad Max. It, it, it is like, it's kind of funny because it's like when you have like a, like, like a, Oh, a comedian stole that other comedian's joke. Right, right, right. And you see that, and like the infringement or whatever, mm-hmm. and, and you see that and you see like kind of how they're super similar, or similar ideas, but they're slightly different, you know? Mm-hmm. That's like how this is to that. Mm-hmm. It's like... It's- kind of. It's like there's more of a, like, period or, like, there's more punctuation on the romance yeah. in this movie, mm-hmm. which you didn't get as much in Mad Max. That was Correct. like, no. here's something for the ladies. And yeah. they, like, threw that in there. Yeah. Uh uh, are you saying they threw that in there in this picture, but no, not in, in Fury Max. Road? Okay. Oh, but yeah, in Fury Road, the, they do- dropped that in. Yeah, yeah. They were like, uh, I don't know. Like, a lady can't be strong on her own. We better that's, throw in some romance. That's interesting, because I, I, I watched Fury Road in the theaters, but I have no recollection of there being a romantic arc. Oh, big time. Between, between uh, Charlie Theron and, and Max. Yeah, and Tom Hardy. That's funny. Like, for whatever reason, my brain has blocked No, it's that. definitely in there. I mean, we just watched it not too long ago. Okay. Okay. Like, in January yeah. or something. Yeah. So, Bounty Killer opens with hologram strippers. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know about that, per se. Oh, it's, and it's, also... Is it, is it a hologram? I think they're just put, displayed on the wall. They're like holograms. Oh. They're 3D. Right. It opens like like if someone was thinking, I want to make kind of a different version of Blade Runner. Yes. That shot, that's that shot on of the, the roof. Well, no, no, no. It's the it's the very first shot of the there's this uh apocalyptic post-apocalyptic city that's cityscape that's all destroyed and everything. And the title card came up of like the name of the distribution company or said film something. And it was it's 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 mostly dark, you know, bluish, whatever. I thought that that shot was, you know, how like whenever a logo comes up on, you know, like DreamWorks or yeah, yeah, the yeah, DreamWorks yeah. thing, sure, and like, sure, sure. I thought that was the the little whatever thing for that the card for the dis, for the dis, I'm having a hard to say distribution company. Wow, like yeah, I'm really struggling. <laughs> with that. Yeah, no, let me wipe this, <laughs> let me wipe this sweat <laughs> off my brow. And I was about to make a comment. <laughs> 
going, wow, I, that's the that's. I, I hope that that's not the best shot of the movie. Yeah, you know, because it's part of that little thing. But it ended up being the movie starting. Well, for the first like thirty minutes of the movie, I'm like, oh, it's gonna peak. It's gonna peak, and it just it kept it maintained the level of quality that I was pleasantly surprised by. But what were you what were you saying the because you weren't talking about that shot. You were talking about something else. No. So actually, we, the three of us, conveniently did the Blade Runner and Adam, who's not here, but we did the Blade Runner episode for your fan edit right. for Feature This. Right. And uh, we talked a lot about the particular scene where he's in the bar and there's like that awkward exchange that we kept struggling with in the edit of like, he's in the phone booth and he makes the call, but like, there's also a note that's being slipped in Blade Runner. Well, this movie like starts out with the dude and the chick are at a bar and it's like a similar um, uh, Pantone. It's like a similar color. Mm. And then they go to they're in the elevator going up to the bar. Yeah. But then they're in the bar mm-hmm. and it's like this like n- like neo future western bar yeah which has like a very blade runner feel mm-hmm. and like a brighter like an actual fucking lit blade runner mm-hmm. set mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they go up to the roof and there's like this roof chase and it right. was like very blade runnery to me mm-hmm. which was cool and uh and i hate that movie <laughs> also. blade runner yes <laughs> uh so the um the the actions it starts off with an action set piece where these two uh bounty killers are going <laughs> to this bar and they're they have a bounty there to Cause kill because they're not hunters drifter yeah. which is the poor man's tom hardy yeah. and mary death which was the joke i was making earlier yes. right um they go in joke and is a stretch the they kill they have this action set piece and i was immediately turned off initially by it because you have this guy in a a, a business suit silver business suit and obviously there's chaos and destruction everywhere and he's got he's in a suit and he's got this orange tie or yellow tie and it's kind of like oh, i was like oh my gosh now they're really oh they're just gonna play the cards with the evil capitalists and i kind of have issues with that in general but um, as a net worth investor yeah <laughs> and uh he he goes up and uh he figures out that they're about to kill him and then he pulls out these giant magnum guns and i was like oh shit he's actually a threat he's not just like a pencil pusher yes you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. like Correct. i like the idea that they that it, it would have been really easy to make the you know the very i mean as much of the stereotype is but to kind of like Bioshock to Mike, too. To, to not let him be like threatening, but he was. He knew what the th- he pulled out guns. He was ready to kill. You know, yes. and that action set piece was amazing. There it was, was very there was good. So cool. There's so many cool things going on in that piece. There's and, a lot of like really good action sequences. Oh my in gosh, this movie. Yes. way better than the film deserves. Yeah, yeah. like they know what they're doing. Yeah, they, the like last scene in the office was fucking sweet. Oh my gosh, okay, we'll get, <laughs> my jaw dropped when that was going on. That was so amazing. They're loose with the blood. Yeah, it's I sweet. love it. Sweet. I love it. Yeah, yeah. like it, it's 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 that super a- stylized, you know, cult, like you were saying, like cult movie kind of blood, where it just splashes. Yeah, everywhere. and they're like yeah. not afraid to like do the like corny, and you like, 
as someone that watches cult movies, you're like crossing your fingers, hoping for like the camera blood splatter, and they're not afraid uh, to do that, no. which fucking rules. Yes. And when they do it, they don't like they don't sit on it, going ha ha, look how look how clever we are with this. It's like boom, it's there, it's moving on. We have we have more shit we need to get yeah. to. Yes, so, it's a quick movie. It it's quick. The pacing is fast. Like yeah. it's it's got it moves at a good clip. It's it's uh, but man, those action those uh. Even like at the uh, one of the things I really liked about even the last little note that they end on on that first action set piece, it's at the top of the roof. Uh, she sort of gets knocked off the roof, and he grabs her by the arm and is yeah. holding her there, and she's just like totally chill, yeah, all badass and shit. And then has her he she has him light a cigar, which by the way I wish would come back later in the movie. Like she doesn't do the cigar thing anymore, but I thought that was a cool character thing. Yeah, she looked cool. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh he like pulls her up so that she can light the cigar and then like puts her right back down, you know, to keep yeah, holding yeah, yeah, her. Yeah, to keep her I like that. Yeah, it's very good. Oh man, it was so good. And the guy tries to the yellow tie tries to escape on a jetpack. Yeah, yeah that was sweet. sweet. <laughs> and then it goes through. I I like because then it goes to this whole animated sequence where it sets up the lore right. of the film, and right. it's all this like like modern Art Deco style like posters. It's really cool. I love yeah. that. And there's the best callback to that style of art, especially like when they do all these. Whenever the the movie goes from one location to another, like if there's a really big uh, location Move. change, yeah, it'll do like uh, this kind of version of like you know when you watch um, Indiana Jones and he travels, it goes to the map and there's the red line. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. sort of like a, an animated map kind of thing. It's cool. It places you. I mean, and it creates all these different zones. But the awesome thing is, is that the map, the guy, like we meet a character later in the movie who is the map artist Mm -hmm. yeah and you see him working on this map and i I really love that touch yeah yeah and it turns out that he's a fan of mary Mary death and that's like the reason why he makes a map for her so this movie is really clever it is clever Mm -hmm. so we get the animated we get placed with this animation scene right and i have to say the voiceover on that is really bad i would love Super to go cheese. back and cha- change all there's that. a lot of issues with the audio in this movie yeah the the it needs to be balanced i think the the the, 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 the voiceover explaining the lore he had he has too much to say so he speaks too quickly and mm-hmm. they have a, the voice acting on it is not very good, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a real struggle. I wish you could do that whole thing without voiceover if they could sell the narrative with just the images alone. Sure, yeah, and it is one of those things. Like initially, because like I feel like when you're going into it and you have all the external factors of kind of looking at the ratings and everything, like especially with Netflix ratings, like I've I've definitely seen stuff where it's like where it's been rated like a two, but it's only because like one person's rated it. Um, and so like, uh, like if, if we were to rate this a five, I guarantee it's rating would jump up to like four I or see. something like, uh, just so don't, I mean that, you know, don't be, no, I, don't I think rating swayed you. But, but what I was saying is that those ratings make, you like when you see a voiceover you're like oh this is gonna start getting bad because this voiceover kind of sucks yeah and then they well, end up crawling out of it it's well, fine but, after it's done and that's the thing is like this when you look at like the opening if you look at just the picture of this movie it's like it's got, it's got a girl big chested girl with guns facing at you and it says bounty killer yeah and like i think we all kind of walked in going okay <laughs> 
this is gonna suck. Yeah, it's yeah, got yeah. Gary Busey in it. We're gonna so do we a recording. Have to do it. So let's. We, normally, we would never consider this. <laughs> oh, see, because that's why I picked it. I was like, I had seen this movie before on his uh, filmography, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, we're gonna have to do this eventually. But when we were pulling up the movies on Netflix or whatever, I was like, oh, like this movie is going to suck. This will be like an easy, like quick shitty movie, a quick. Sh- podcast with more jokes or whatever mm-hmm. and then again pleasantly surprised there yeah i think yeah i was worried no jokes good movie yeah, yeah. the action set piece at the beginning was what set me up i was like well goddamn i think these guys know what they're doing yeah yeah. And, yeah. but i was like am i am i on board like this voiceover yeah. really blows yeah, yeah and yeah. uh but i it kept going man it's so good but i do like like even even with the voiceover being so bad i like when they create a lore and it's a and it's big and it's and it's like not all of it's necessary mm-hmm. that's true but it but it makes the film seem really big and like oh they put a lot of thought into this and and they put a lot of thought into the way the different players work with each other never in this movie like so it's a post apocalyptic united states uh the the lore sets up that corporations at some point were i don't know became too dominant and they actually started hiring their own small armies to fight other corporations and their armies and yeah it's kind of like what happened in michigan yeah oh uh oh, no, i'm not I don't, well michigan I don't snyder had this bill that he was going to enforce uh when he came into office where if a city or if a township or whatever went bankrupt or their grades dropped too low or if there was some kind of like whatever like the spectrums of what a city should the the municipality goes bankrupt or whatever yeah if one of these things dips then a corporation was going to take over that city they're allowed to appoint seriously interesting yeah and so there was like all this backlash because it happened in a couple of cities in michigan Hmm. and now people are like kind of pissed about it too because they think that they're saying that maybe that was part of what led to like what happened with flint and the water and everything Hmm. because they call them emergency managers but so in this lore the uh, the corporations have like like, there's been actual warfare as a result of these uh these uh, army conflicts Uh and um a the government sort of fell apart and this group called the the council of nine yeah sort of somehow takes control and what they do is they start hiring the bounty killers to go out and murder the ceos and heads and owners of these big fucking sweet fucking sweet so i mean as a capitalist and a guy who who promotes capitalism i have to like stump i have to like compartmentalize all of oh do you be so rant oh is it much harder but uh, I care so much about these terrible people. Well, I I I, I care about you know a, a bunch of other stuff that I don't get into the podcast. But uh, <laughs> uh, the point is, is that uh, these uh, th- that's who the t- that's who the bounty killers are here to kill. They're here to kill, kill the guys CEOs. in the suits and, yeah. and whatnot. It's fucking sweet. So yeah, and so that's the point of the film is we have bounty killers trying to kill suits. And all the right. suits wear yellow ties. Well, actually, so that's a different thing because what happens is we learn is that there's a different, uh, a different corporation which has taken over and pulled a coup on the Council of Nine, uh-huh. and they 
have successfully outlived all of the, uh, the the deaths of all the other business people. So now they have sort of like a monopoly. Yeah. And so we learn that at the end um, as part of the big. Uh, so it sets up this world, and then we have the 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 big sort of conflict within that world Turned. that we yeah. learn in the, the third act. So, what's going on in the beginning? Uh, well, I wanted to say one one more with quick thing. The world that you, because what you're talking about is the world that they create. Yeah. This uh, this dystopian uh, world, which looks like a Mad Max kind of world, right? It looks a lot like Mad like Max. Fury Road. Uh, but one of the things I wanted to, to to say was awesome is that as the characters go from one place to another to another to another, it never feels like oh that's outside of New York. Oh, that's outside of. Uh, of Sacramento or whatever like you never yeah. like there are really unique interesting places that they go to uh-huh. and it always feels like it's a it's a completely new place yeah really but it's like also that. cohesive yeah yeah totally yeah um so what happens after the first so we we learn okay so what the, what what they do is after they kill their bounties they have to go take them to somebody who pays them for their bounty uh-huh. and in the process of doing that we sort of learn the the uh, we get a little bit of uh, oh, we actually first thing that we get is the introduction of this character who is the sort of the comic relief guy yeah who wants to be what do they call him a gun gun, man. G- gun caddy gun caddy gun yeah. caddy yeah. And the thought of it, I, I was really struggling with him when he first gets in the picture. I'm like, oh, man, this feels like some weird sort of Seth Rogen knockoff who's going to be inserting stupid, unfunny lines throughout, you know, the thing. Yeah. And uh, but I think at, by the end of the movie, I, I was really I really warmed up to him. And, yeah. and it, like, it also didn't make sense. Why do these guys need caddies, gun caddies? That doesn't make any sense. And it's just yeah. like a weird sort of tack onto this world. Yeah. But I think by the end of the picture, you start to see the usefulness that he can bring. Sure. Uh, and so I, I enjoyed so, that. Even that eventually won me over. So we've got, we've got, uh, we've got our fake Tom Hardy. Uh-huh. Tom Hardy 2. Proto Tom Hardy. Right. Returning some bounties. And there's a press guy there who sort of cares about him and is trying to get pictures of him and then Mary Death shows up in her like fucking Chevelle that's like painted with her logo. Yeah. And then everybody freaks out about her because she's the best. The bounty killers are are that world's celebrities. Yes. And uh because they represent the people. Yes. Killing yeah, uh, killing the uh the, they're the, the killing big bank. Yeah. They're killing big they're breaking the banks. <laughs> they're breaking the banks up. Breaking the banks up. They're not bailing out the banks. No. Yeah, they're playing big bank take little bank. Correct. <laughs> um but uh at the end of that scene, uh when we we see the kind of the world and we the introduction of this uh uh caddy character um, we get uh, the first little plot development, which goes to show that a bounty has been put on our, our hero, Drifter. the Drifter. Drifter. That's right. Poor yes. man's Tom Hardy. Yeah. Poor man's Tom Hardy. Uh, and so we find that out once he leaves. Right. So he goes to... Um, uh, he goes to catch his friend. He goes, or a guy he knew. Yeah, he goes to a guy he knew, and then uh, his, uh, and then Mary Death sort of catches up with him at the same time, yeah. at this in this kind of wild west kind of setting. Yes, and then a bunch of the yellow ties come in, and there's this big gunfight between them all. Let's not forget who rolls up at that time. 
looking at the end at the end of the scene looking like his sunglasses are glued (laughs) to his his face face. (laughs) tattooed on tattooed on (laughs) he looks like dog the bounty hunter Uh gary Busey. his hair is looking good in this movie though his hair is fucked up he takes off his glasses and his hair is imprinted where his glasses (laughs) are yeah his glasses are so tight yeah I don't know who was like... Somebody had a precision <laughs> instrument and then 3D printed glasses specifically for his cranium so that it glued perfectly. They to- are so tight. Uh-huh. I don't know how his glasses got this tight. No, it, they were sunglasses. There was no sunlight getting to his eyeballs. No. He could like look around in every angle. And he has them like up at an angle too. Probably because he just came from the Badlands or whatever. Yeah. That's he was with the cons- count council. The councils. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gary Busey shows up. Yeah. And at, at the end of a big firefight when yeah. Mary Death is like, do you know that there's a bounty out on your head, fake Tom Hardy? And he's yeah. like, yeah, no. And it's and it's like Gary Busey in his scene, like there's this uh, one of the henchmen is dying and he's got a knife in his chest and Gary Gary Busey's trying to get information from him, you know, like where'd they go? Yeah. And to get the information, he like fucking steps on the knife that's going more into his heart, like it's fucking baller. But he's not intimidating at all because his sunglasses <laughs> look so <laughs> stupid, and he's just kind of out of shape. It's it's he's uh, not hot. The fact of the matter is that I, I, if I were looking at this, I bet they got Gary to come in on a, a, for one day. Oh, definitely. They got him for one day, and they shot that scene basically in a part of another one that we see him later yeah. in the picture, and that's all he is. His he's, screen- he's got like that Plato's run bod, like where he's got like <laughs> that really hard, like drunk grandpa, like alcoholic grandpa, like tummy region, yeah. and then like his little chicken legs. Yes. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. The real standout for him, though, is the sunglasses. I liked his hair. His hair is... Kind of haggard. I like it. It's long. Yeah, yeah. it looks good. Yeah. It's a little Trumpy. It's good, though. It's not like Trump. It's a, it's a little Trumpy. His hair isn't huge. It's, it's, it's not huge. It's huge. It's going to be phenomenal. The it, the movie is better for having him in it, uh, but I think yes. he's underutilized. Well, probably because they didn't really want to pay a lot. <laughs> yeah, they probably couldn't afford it. Like, yeah, they couldn't afford the two thousand dollars. And and also, um, uh, I, I didn't really. I don't know, I don't know why it didn't Gary occur to me. Cost. But like uh, when I looked on, he's Gary Busey is like seventy, seventy one years old now. Yeah, he's almost dead, pretty much. It's weird. Like to me, is he's like he's been like why would you 41. say that <laughs> he's been 41 for like 10 what? years that's so rude i don't know i didn't mean it sorry <laughs> if you're listening i don't know he's a 71 is closer to death than than 21 than 20, 21 unless you're james dean unless you're james. <laughs> yeah, right right uh, so I, I started, to, I started to think about like all of the, so hurtful. I started I thinking about to. all the things I would like to see Gary Busey in. I'm starting to realize it's not like, like we don't get to see him like really like bust out and participate in a lot of the action stuff this movie has to offer. 
Well, and it's like, well, he's fucking 70 years old. No wonder, you know. You know <laughs> yeah. It's not like he's, <laughs> he's hard he's to like get a, moving. a nimble 29-year-old who can run yeah. around and fight uh, yeah. um, Mel Gibson in the grass and yeah, the, in the water. They yeah, just, but uh, he was just in Dancing with the Stars this past year. I'm hoping no that he, yeah, yeah. duh. Yeah. I'm hoping that he, after doing Dancing with the Stars, because it seems like that show, I've never watched it, but it seems like for whatever reason that show... Uh, like really gets your uh, joints lubed up. <laughs> I mean, like everyone from that show, like after they're on it, they like do all this other shit. Like they have like Cheech huge, Martin is like, doing backflips. Yeah, I, well, I mean, they Cheech have Martin. like Cheech. They have like I don't know career resurgences or whatever. And I mean, like I don't think like Gary Busey's career is ever really like like slowed down like he's still been putting out a lot of movies every year i just yeah. don't think they've been as big of movies as like lethal weapon or buddy holly or whatever mm-hmm. but i hope that like he like he's in production right now for like a fuck ton of movies yeah. for the next yeah. couple of years but like i hope that some of those are action movies because he's like yeah he's been moving around with dancing with the stars or whatever the fuck so he's good to move for <laughs> yeah dog his he, joints are lubed up did you yeah. even hear me he, fuck, is, he is his own stuntman wow <laughs> uh yeah so we get him well, speaking of which there, there's that one like terrible body double of him later in the movie yeah that's so a, uh, it's so it's so obviously not him that they had to put a, uh, a potato bag the over grip. his head yeah so they put the grip in there with the potato bag over his head <laughs> yeah and like a pillow taped to his tammy <laughs> yeah it's a bummer yeah. uh so <laughs> so <laughs> so so uh, there's this weird kind of okay. So between Mary Death and they kill all the yellow ties. Mary Death and Mary Death and Fake Tom Hardy mm-hmm, Drifter mm-hmm. kill all the yellow ties before Gary Busey shows up. Drifter and his gun caddy dip separate out, separate from Mary Death because Mary Death saw the bounty on him and despite knowing him and working with him in at least the first scene that we saw yeah is now out to get him uh because he, you know he's got a bounty so it's he's, time to kill he's him. worth the narrow right he's de Niro. <laughs> so anyway they so they go to two different places uh well also they fuck up her car that's right that's the, right the, the well gun- that, that we have to do the gypsies first yes yeah, but they fuck up her car, and that's why she isn't following after them immediately. Yeah, so that's they right. take he fucks off. up the car before that action sequence. The gun caddy that, right. fucks up yeah, Mary yeah. Yeah. Chevelle. So then gotcha. the gun caddy and the drifter end up going, and they're going to go to meet this dude or whatever that's going to help them get to the council because the whole idea for Tom Hardy or for the drifter is that he is going to plead his case to the council and say this bounty is incorrect. Right. Which later on you realize they would have never done that for him anyway. So he's on his merry way. And as they're going, they happen to be stranded in the desert, which is actually like a really pretty scene. Yeah. And the way it's lit with the dark and the shadows yeah, and it's blue. It's and really pretty. Blue. I like that yeah. scene a lot. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I was going to say, it reminded me of like one of the two parts of The Revenant that I liked. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Dude, I'm just, just uh, gonna shit on every say, fucking movie. Let's like say let's let's keep a track of uh, critically acclaimed films that 
uh, that Donna wants to shit on. Dude, that movie sucked. <laughs> Spotlight and Big Short were good. Spotlight was fucking amazing. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. Spotlight was phenomenal. Well deserving of Best Picture. You Did you watch well, it? Yeah, I watched it. You didn't like oh, it? Oh, I loved I, it. I think it's really good. I don't Wait, you don't it's... like Mark Ruffalo's hunchy back and kissy face? Dude, he was amazing. He looked like he was struggling with every other line of dialogue. Oh, I love no, it. No, he's so good. He's so good. Yeah. You didn't like it? What, it's, what? it's a really good movie, but it's not best picture quality. What was best picture? Oh, Mad Max. I thought, Bounty Killer. I thought Fury Road or Inside, <laughs> Inside Out or Victoria were all better films. Wow. wow. So you're saying Bounty Killer for top film of 2013. Uh, I'd have to go back and look, but I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be on record. I know I'm on record, <laughs> right, but right. I mean, yes, I mean, I mean, <laughs> an astounding yes right now. It's an astounding yes. It, Bounty Killer, best film of 2013. 10 out of 10. If we're it's going, a killer. If we're going by uh, uh, exceeding expectations, it would probably be a, a contender for best. Wow. If that's if that's the only margin, you heard it here first, guys. Expectations. Bezo loves capitalism and is willing to go against that and say Bounty Killer best film 2003. <laughs> okay, so amazing. They, so they get to uh, they accidentally get caught by gypsies, right? And and now we're introduced to Eve. That's right, E V E Eve. The Eve. The Eve. Yeah. The Eve. Not Adam. Sands. Tiger claw boob tattoos. They cover them up. I don't get no, it. No, she got them removed a while ago. <laughs> okay. okay, I'm not familiar. Shut with Shut his mic off. You said that come Go through. Go fucking spend some money burp. on some Alka Seltzer, you capitalist pig. <laughs> God, he's just burping up his tree kind of like, poor people. Hey, y'all like so y'all y'all responded to it. I'm like, what the fuck is uh-oh, going on? Oh, oh, he's just burping uh-oh. up poor people's bones. <laughs> Uh, so Eve is in this picture. She's a rapper. Yes. Oh my god. Okay. Wow. And apparently she used to have tattoos on her tits. Hey. That's rude. That's what you just said, right? I didn't know this. This is trivia for me. She had those tiger claws on her. Yeah. Cheetos. On her Cheetos. Her Chester got her old Cheetos. Yeah. She get them removed. Yeah, she got them removed a while ago. <sighs> That's why we don't see them. Yeah, that's what he said while we were watching the movie. Anyway, so Eve happens to be the gypsy queen, and all these gypsies are fucking with them, and you find out that uh, there was this mythical gypsy that existed many moons ago and drifted into the common folk <laughs> world, and <laughs> and uh, no one ever heard from her again. Ooh. Yeah, and then uh, Tom Hardy... Uh, Drifter's like, I'm not fucking going to say shit. Hint. Possibly right. Mary Death. Right. And it's not like... The movie doesn't try to like make it a mystery as to who this person is. I mean, it's obvious. And so it only takes all but 15 seconds before the character is just explaining it outright. Yeah, but that part's sweet. So then uh, we see Mary Death is at some old haunt called the the wet beaver the thirsty beaver the thirsty beaver yeah which surprise surprise is a whorehouse saloon yeah yeah yeah. and it describes her uh yeah we see like her origin story yeah her origin story slash 
the birth of Drifter and uh, Mary Death as an item. Surprise, right. turns out Mary Death is an ice-cold beaver slaying bags of popcorn. <laughs> Surprise. Surprise. Yeah. Yeah, that we get the whole scene. There's popcorn on those bags? Yeah. So she she leaves you know that? she leaves the uh, the uh, the gypsy uh, tent or whatever <laughs> it's, it's tracks down Drifter beaver. because Drifter is a well known bounty killer and she thinks she has the impression that bounty killers are the the actually making a difference so she wants to be a bounty killer so she wants yeah. him to train her to become a bounty killer origin story. It's the origin. It's the origin. She's a superhero. So that's the origin of her superhero. Story. She was a gypsy. Now she's not. Now she's a bounty killer. Now she's a Meredithy. Yeah. Uh, it is kind of cute though, because like while she's going through this training, her so the gypsies wear this like fucking sugar skull makeup shit, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and as she's going through this training, her makeup's like starting to fade, yep. and it's like you're starting to see her face. So mm-hmm. if there was any possibility that you didn't realize that was her. It's cute to like see it become revealed, and they do like a clever job of that. I appreciated that. Yeah, and that and that sequence actually, uh, that montage uh, has a fun little gag in it where he is constantly surprising her, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, and then we know that her training is complete when she surprises him. Yeah, I yeah. like that little that little kind of beat that they hit in order to. To make yeah. that work, as opposed to just putting the Rocky music there, and you know she's struggling to punch, and then at the end she's punching things and they're blowing up or whatever. Yeah, it was a cool like that scene too. Was like, man, she just like wrecked everything. It was Dude. fucking sweet. And, she, and at the end of that scene, fake, uh, Drifter's like, "Oh, we could just run away, baby," and then. Yeah, she stabs him and yeah. throws him on the ground. Yeah, like, the, well, well, when the movie starts, we see that they kind of know each other, but there's their their relationship is is not like it's not like they're intimate. Yeah, and then we're watching this origin story, which is clearly showing that they're an intimate couple. Yeah. And but how that ends is that he says, "Let's let's abandon this life." No, no, and, no. He says, "I've saved up money. Let's yeah. leave," which leads the audience to believe, "Oh, well, maybe that's why." you know there's this bounty on him like maybe he isn't 100 percent honest with who he is because it hasn't been revealed yet yeah and she's like well fuck you and stabs him and and bails just takes his bike takes all his shit and just fucking leaves it's tight yeah yeah Yeah. and so it's the beginning of this gag i really like her character yeah (laughs) that was the weakest uh voice of affirmation there she's no i like i like parts of her I like her better than a lot of... I like her better than what I expected her to be from the cover. Yeah. Yeah. That's Well, that's one of those expectation things, you know? Yeah. Like, she... when Like, the action sequences, like... It was really clever because, like... Uh, part of a good action sequence is you see the brains working inside the characters. Like, uh-huh. they're smart about it. Like, so it's one of the things I really like about the Jason Bourne movies is that you can sort of... Oh, s- those movies suck, too. <laughs> no way, they rule. You can see him... Boring. You can sort of see him thinking his way through Morning. the fight uh, a, 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 as the choreography is going on. Um, and yeah, I feel that way about Vin Diesel and the Fast and Furious it, series. Are you familiar? I've, I've heard about them. <laughs> <laughs> what? And so, like... He's always like, like I am this- Groot. 
like there's this there's this uh, it comes it, there's you, there's multiple utilities for it but like she's wearing these you know these uh, super ridiculous high heels that have spurs on the back of them yeah it's fucking sweet and it's yeah. like that would only be uh, spoiler alert at the end they're fucking and she's like fucking ripping him up with those spurs yeah that's true and but like she kills like some dudes like you know by using those spurs yeah, it's and it's like yeah. it's fucking badass yeah she's sweet i mean i like her action sequences and i like here, here's what I don't like about the cover of this movie. It's incredibly misleading because it's like 90% of the cover is tits. Cleavage, and yeah. like she isn't like super busty. Like she looks like she's skinny, but she looks like an athletic build. Yeah. Like it's it's believable that she could do some of this shit. When she punches people, I'm like, fuck. She, like the first time you see her punch, she punches this dude twice in the face really fast. I'm yeah. Like, God damn. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like she looks like she could legitimately do this. It's not like pamela anderson with like huge knockers like trying to beat someone up it's just not no physically it's literally physically impossible yeah the cover straight garbage yeah, yeah it's incredibly misleading and but that that does a huge disservice to this yeah picture. i totally agree yeah, yeah. uh yeah so I, I really and yeah she's a I, I, like i said the comic book i'm surprised that it actually is a graphic novel yeah. but not that surprised uh, because it, it kind of gets that flavor that I felt like I was getting from Sin City, where you have this ultra violence and all of these characters are really unique and they're killing each other. And I thought, you know, she was a, a, a an interesting like transplant from that world, yeah, or that kind of world. Wait, so where are we at? So she is at the Thirsty Beaver and she's meeting. She's hanging out with the old like barmaid, and they start talking about like where everyone went. And, like, why the place is desolate now and why she's downtrodden. So she explains uh, that Drifter is has a bounty on his head. And the barmaiden understands that, like, oh, well, as a bounty hunter, you have to go after him. And I understand that that's conflicting. And then you get the origin story. Yeah. So then we flash back to the the Drifter, the gun caddy, and the gypsies. And they're, the gypsies are all asleep. And so somehow, miraculously, they bust out of their traps mm-hmm. and they rig this. That's awesome. <laughs> it's, one of the, it's like, I, I swear Fury Road should have stolen that idea. They kind of did. Yeah. Yeah. This is another like Fury Road fucking took this shit. It, so it is like when they steal the big rig from Samosa or whatever her name is. Yeah. So they yeah. steal this trailer thing yeah like a like a it's like an airstream with yeah 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 yeah. three motorcycles to drive it yeah so they have these like three so it's like a horse and carriage they're like choppers yeah yeah Yeah, but they have like a rope pulley system like connected to it and so when he whips the rope as if he was like commanding a horse like yeah it pulls Mm. the the throttle or yeah, whatever yeah. and like revs the engine and they're fucking and just they're, driving oh, it's, it's so, sweet it's so like I'll, like if somebody explained that to me like that would never work dude <laughs> it totally fucking works this action sequence is ex- is is like one of shot the, for shot fucking fury road. it's one of the closest parallels to fury road like this is, to a t yes yeah totally this this is like um i can't even think this is this is the seed that yeah. Fury Road germinates from. Definitely. 
And so what happens is the gypsies wake up and realize that they're taking their shit. And so there's this big, they get in Motorcade. there, they get in yeah. their, uh, you know, Mad Max style uh, transportation. And vehicles. they have some fucking sweet yeah, cars. They have, and it's all crazy badass like in Fury Road. With yeah, the they have like cars. the battle cars. They mm-hmm. have like people on motorcycles. They have uh-huh. other trailers. Right. They have multi-person motorcycle things. And they come after the Airstream slash carriage slash chopper led thing yeah with and so the big fight is the or the big action set piece is them in the in a kind of big desert open desert area yeah just and all of this chaos going on with bullets flying and people jumping over and and there's a sweet thing too where they don't just have these raped women that run away in a fucking semi truck they have this badass chick that comes out of nowhere on this sick fucking motorcycle and just cruises up past all the other people Mm mm-hmm Here's the great thing about this movie. There's a mix of chicks and dudes that are equally badass. No yeah. one is a, a victim or needed to be carried by the other. Mm-hmm. So yeah. this chick comes like fucking cruising through all these gypsies, this other gypsy chick, and she's got this huge axe and fake Tom Hardy is fighting with this metal boy or whatever, like in Fury Road on this trailer thing. Mm-hmm. And, Meanwhile, the gun caddy is fighting someone inside of the trailer because he fixed a bomb to the inside of the trailer. And this chick goes to hit Tom Hardy with the axe and fucking just chucks it, cuts through the head of the guy that's trying to kill Tom Hardy, and it simultaneously goes through the head of the guy that the gun caddy is fighting. Right, because it goes yeah. through one head, then it impales itself on the door, and the other guy's on the other side of that door, and it yeah. hits, cuts him in his head. It's fucking sweet. And not only... And you, like, and, and you would Splays think like, there's no way everywhere. that that could work, or you know, that would sell, or... Oh, it's just it's 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 an amazing end it's to that sweet. sequence. And he, and finds, he finds PBR. He finds PBR. <laughs> he finds they the get PBR really again. excited about yeah. it. Yeah. And also, you do have to also like the makeup of the gypsies is super close to the black and white makeup of the yeah. It's that sugar skull. Style. I don't know yeah. what you call them in Mad Max. I've never heard of that They're phrase the, before. But when you say sugar skull, I know exactly what you're talking. Yeah, about. yeah but it's the the metal metal boys or whatever. Yeah, the, whatever they are in Mad Max. The this is a Paint proto. This is people. a proto Fury Road movie. Yeah, yeah it's, it's fucking crazy. Because literally the next scene after this huge sequence, they they take a break and they're assessing the damage and shit, and then they keep going. And guess what? While they're in this desert after this huge battle sequence, and everyone's kind of recalibrating or collecting themselves, there's this huge electrical desert storm. Literally, just like in fucking yeah, Fury they have Road. to. The Badlands looks exactly, exactly like the Badlands, yeah. and it's they're both called the Badlands. Crazy. I don't yes. know if they're, are they called the Badlands yes. in, the, in Fury Road too. Yes, this is yeah. criminal. Is there a lawsuit over this shit? I don't know. Like, there should is, be. This, it's very close. It's, it's insanely it's shockingly close. close. Yeah, it's bizarre, and it's also really cool because it's the first time I've seen it from like a like you always see like small movies ripping off big movies after big movies come out. Exactly. This is like a big movie ripping off a small movie. Right. Which openly ripped off like like uh, Road Warrior. So it's like ripping off Road Warrior, which is fine because there's such a long time in between. Mm-hmm. But then this to Fury Road is like two years. Uh, yeah. So. This is clearly... 
I, there's no way that executives and producers well, didn't watch this or were exposed to this and then decided to greenlight Fury Road saying, okay, we're going to do this only with an extra $100 million budget. Yeah, but here's yeah. what's really fucked up. And Bezo, I don't know if you know this, but I'm sure, Ethan, you saw this. This movie was based on a short that came out in 2011. And yeah. The chick, the Mary Death, and the gun caddy were in that movie. Yeah. Really? So this isn't even like a new concept. And yeah. I, I actually am really interested to watch the short. Yeah. But I guarantee, I mean, the cover of it looks like. It looks like oh, Mad shit. Max. I mean, it, yeah. no, it looks like the same. She's wearing the same outfit. It's yeah. set in the same kind of thing. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, like. So it was a short film. Yeah. Yeah. It was a short film based on a graphic novel. And then they made this. They must have made the short as like kind of a proof of concept. Gotcha. And then, yeah, then got then green lighted got green for light. this. Man, it's bizarre, especially when you get to the Badlands, because the Badlands is like it's sweet. I that whole like sequence is fucking awesome. It's totally sweet. Not, it, it's it, it, it's awesome in a in a in a really I thought a really interesting way because the way like. What you, the way you could un, uh, the way you could do this movie uh, this part of the movie is she goes into the badlands it's a lot of crazy shit she struggles a little bit and then she's out yeah. like that's you could do that and and move on yeah and and the badlands is just something you just have to get through yeah but the way they do it is that she gets in the Badlands and it's fucking crazy and they really go out of their way to like really do some production. It starts tripping her out. Well, she, yeah, she starts tripping and she yeah, meets but, this dude with the crazy fucking eyes. Before that, yeah. she has she starts having these problems with her car, like an electrical storm where the car is not reading properly. The, the compass the, shot is the exact same as yeah. the Mad Max. They, yeah. do the, they do the bizarre compass shot where the, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where the compass can't, can't figure Calibrate. out where it is. Can't yeah. calibrate. Right. So and, the... Sorry, go no, ahead. No, 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 go ahead. So she stops. She starts, She sees herself, and it's like kind of a shitty jump scare, but she sees herself, and it's like her as Mary Death, and she's like, what the fuck? And then she sees like a flash of herself as uh, the gypsy version of herself, and then she sees this guy on the ground, and so she stops, and her compass is all fucked up, and she's not sure where she's going. And so she looks at this dude, and the dude, because of the radiation of the Badlands, and he didn't have a mask, his eyes are, like, really fucked up. And that was, like, like total, some amazing... Total recall bulging. Yeah, but it was, like, amazing special effects. Like, the makeup on that dude was phenomenal. And it had... And there was no need for that. Like, this is clearly them going out of their way to do something really good, the filmmakers. They could have... You, you didn't even have to have bulging eyes. Yeah. Like you could just he's just sick from radiation. Like you, you didn't yeah. but they went the extra mile to sell that and they sold it really well. Yeah. yeah, and so she leans down to him and he's like, Oh, the gypsies are out here and they're after you. They know who you are or whatever and it's like, Oh shit. So then she keeps going on her merry way. Meanwhile no, the She that's when she comes to the uh, interacts with the map maker. Yes. Right. Because she gets lost. There's this whole other thing that is going on the other plot with the drifter that we totally skipped over. So they go to uh, meet this crazy moonshine guy. Yeah. Who He's an actor I've seen in old, t- uh, he's in old yeah, TV Yeah, he's shows. been in a bunch of shit, too. I feel too. like he was in, uh, what's that, what was that show uh, with the young doctor? The doc- he was in ER. Maybe it was ER that I was thinking of. I yeah, I'm thinking of ER. 
Yeah. Or Do- Do- Doogie Hauser. I think he was in Doogie Hauser as well. He might have been. I don't know. But, but I know anyway, for sure he's yeah, in ER. he's a, he's a, if you saw his face and you grew up in the 90s. He's in Big Hero 6 you and ER. Him. Yeah. Yeah. So they, so that's the guy um, that they team up with and he helps transport the uh, uh, drifter and his caddy through the Badlands to get to the council, uh, the council of nine headquarters. So, um, so you have, well, and the big thing is that they give him the PBR, which is now you have this understanding of why the PBR, like finding that was such a big deal. Cause this guy is like fucking so psyched about the PBR and that's how they get him to be on their team. Yeah. 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 Do, do let's, you guys want to, I want to talk more about this. I, I I have so much more to say. Let's take we'll take a quick break because we've got to put in the interview that we did with James. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, so James Clayton from the newest Gary Busey movie, uh, Candyland. If you listen to our previous episode, we had an interview with Rusty, who is the director and writer. Um, so this is his production partner and the lead actor who actually plays Gary Busey's son. Um, it's fucking sweet and yeah, also great. lost a bunch of weight for the film yeah it's crazy i like the the work that he put forward to make this film is insane so insane yeah, yeah. so here's an interview that we did uh with james clayton and uh we'll drop it in right here and then we'll catch you back on the flip to talk more about how much mad max jacked off of bounty killer so okay we'll see you guys <laughs> Hi. Hey. How, how's it going? It's going pretty good. How are you guys doing? Doing well. I've got two of you. How did? I've got two windows of you in my in my <laughs> oh. Skype right now. Oh, it's wonderful. I like that. We'll just leave two of you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's great. How's it going? How are you? I'm doing very well. Um, it's, it's going great. It's a beautiful, uh, oddly sunny afternoon in Vancouver, British Columbia, and. Um, I'm just kind of relaxing. My fiance is behind me putting together wedding invitations because we get married in October. Congratulations. Thank you. And I'm chatting with you guys. Yeah, this is great. It's it's been a while in the working. I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm really excited too. I'm sorry that it didn't work out um, uh, last week with everyone's schedule, but I'm glad you got a chance to to chat with Rusty. And uh, He said he had a great time talking with you guys. Yeah, that was really fun. We really enjoyed talking to him. It was really cool to see his perspective on everything. It was interesting. Oh yeah, it was nice. Yeah, he's got a he's got definitely has a very unique vision. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. It's nice to see you healthy. You you yeah, look, you look hey, much better than in the film. Yeah. Hey, I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah, we are just to catch everyone up. We are talking to James Clayton yeah. of uh, upcoming movie Candyland. Oh. My video cut out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there we go. Oh, cool. There we go. Nice. Yeah. Sorry about that, guys. It's a little wonky, so I hope that doesn't do it again. It's fine. We only we we're we're only recording audio, so video okay. video's not the most necessary. All right. Well, it's cutting in and out, so I'll try my best here. Okay. Yeah. That's so who? So I uh, could carry on. I'm all ready when you guys are. Okay, yeah. So we are we are here with uh, lead actor of uh, upcoming film Candyland, James Clayton. Welcome. Uh, 
let's just get into it. Do you want to? Let's just uh, let's go into um, Candyland and, and, and your production company because I want to talk about you guys are kind of like doing everything, right? It, as far as this film goes. Yeah, you'd be right to say that. Um, our, our company's Motorcycle Boy Productions, and uh, we founded it in 2012, about three years ago. And it was me, Rusty, and Blaine Anderson, who's our, our co-producer, our, our third leg of our tripod, as we say. <laughs> and uh, we rotate all the responsibilities. Um, you know, Rusty predominantly is the writer-director. Uh, Blaine and I produce. And then Blaine and I are also actors, so we oscillate back and forth in terms of the roles uh, that we play and, uh, you know, do double time in terms of uh, the filmmaking duties on set and behind the scenes as well. That's awesome. It's it's nice to see a film like Candyland where everything's done in-house and knowing that you guys all have a hand in it and, and seeing the credits and, and all y'all's names are on the credits for like almost everything. It's really, it's really cool. It's, I think it's really endearing of the film. I liked it. Oh, well. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I was going to ask you what you guys thought of the film because I did send that that link along. Yes, we watched it uh, this morning. I, <laughs> yeah, it's a good morning film. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that's a very intense morning to watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it. I I thought it was fucking fantastic. It was. Uh, it was. Um, Easily, like, the most interesting Gary Busey role we've seen, like, in the past, like, 10 years of the stuff that he's done. It seems like it's a film that is, uh, it's a little bit, it's more challenging than the stuff he's been putting out. And I I, I mean, I think you guys did a really great job in casting him, like, as your, because he plays your dad in the film, but also, like, this kind of uh, God character that's, it's really fantastic, like, kind of seeing how you guys played that. Uh, I don't even know if it's a duality or, like, a coupling of dad and God. <laughs> that was really nice. Yeah, oh, well, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, it's interesting, because Gary always came up in, in conversations, and he was Rusty's uh, first choice, and yeah. you know, as powerful as he is on screen, he is absolutely like that in real life. <laughs> uh, have you guys ever had a chance to chat with him? Or uh, no, no, I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure once we have a chance to t- to chat with him and have him on the podcast, we just we just stop it there. So we've yeah. we, so we've been like trying to avoid him, so we don't have to stop doing. You know, <laughs> but well, he is. Uh, I would have to say he's probably one of the most inspirational people that you could ever meet. Really, he's very very fatherly. Uh, he's very spiritual as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so, I mean, he would he would kind of like come into my trailer, and he would be like, "Hey, what are you working on today before the scene?" And I'd be like, "Well, I don't know. I'm thinking about doing like this animal exercise." Because sometimes as an actor, you're like, "Okay, well, maybe if I pretend to be a rabbit, as strange as that sounds, yeah, it'll give a new dimension to the scene. It's just like a different, more creative way to go about it." Yeah. And uh, he was like, oh, my God, that's amazing, a rabbit. I never would have thought about that. He's like, and you know, it reminds me of this time I was like with Robert De Niro. And then you'll go <laughs> off on it. But then you'll always end up circling back to, um, to, to just chatting about how he feels like art is really about the pursuit of like love. Oh, really? And, huh. and, the, and, and creativity is never fully formed. Like he's very... He's just—he's awesome. He's a <laughs> cool guy. I don't know how else to explain him. And he, and it physically, as a presence, 
the first time we met him, we were actually already in production. We were almost done shooting. We shot him out at the end. Yeah. And so I was skinny and we were shooting um, the bathroom scenes in the film. So you sure. know the scene where Tess breaks the, uh, the mirror? Yeah, 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 yeah. We were actually in the middle of shooting that scene and he flew in and was insistent to come and visit set. Uh, well, the set's a very important part of this film, so we'll, we'll get to that. But I want yeah, yeah, finish up your story. Absolutely. Well, I'll finish. I'll wrap this up pretty quickly. But he <laughs> ended up showing up, and he was kind of like on the peripheral of my vision, and we were prepping for the scene. And I kind of I looked over, and it's Gary Busey, and he is. <laughs> I mean, he's quite tall. He's about six one, six two, and he's just got that movie star aura. And I was just kind of like, "That's Gary Busey," and he just like <laughs> looked right at me, and he was like, "Hey." <laughs> and that was it. That was it. And then he uh, he waited for us to be done or take, and uh, then came up and he said, "You know, I just want to let you know that this is all about collaboration, and uh, we're going to make the best possible thing ever." And he was just so welcoming, like you wouldn't expect that from someone as big as him. Oh yeah, was that's so grounded. And, and, and that's really cool because it does it does seem like he kind of took to this role a bit more than some of the more recent ones we've seen him in. Uh, I, I think it's because it's a it's an interesting role that's suited really well for him. I, I think in casting him, like especially when we were talking to Rusty and he was talking about um, how important it was for him to get him because it was his first choice. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's a very natural fit for him. Well, you know, I don't want to speak for Gary, but it's a very personal uh, uh, performance for him as well because, you know. Um, you know, Gary has two kids, and not many people know that he has a young son named Luke, who I believe is four years old. Yes, yeah, he's yeah. a very young son. And so, you know, looking at his, you know, talking about his relationship with his older son Jake and his younger son Luke, uh-huh. um, he had a lot to draw upon in terms of what it meant to be a father when he was younger, what it meant to be a father now, and uh, I think it shines through in the performance. Yeah, definitely. I want to because you uh, you talk to him. Uh, coming to the set for the first time and um you guys like the set in this film it's mostly like an interior kind of an apartment um you guys did a fantastic job of like just completely taking it from a normal clean apartment to just fucking destroying it and it's so <laughs> good yeah. uh so he came he came to set the first time he saw it would have been uh probably later on when you guys had it like kind of really dark in there and it was Absolutely. really destroyed. Um, yeah, it's a yeah, nice it's like that. I do. I just want to talk to you guys about more about uh, your your ideas going in with the set design for the film because I think it plays like a really important role uh, with with kind of um, uh, kind of trying to convey the emotions that um, you two guys are going through in the apartment. Mm-hmm. So so let, let, let's chat a little bit about that. How do you guys approach Sh- that? Sure. Well, you know. Uh, we rented i'll start off with the environment how about that which really informed everyone's emotional state crew and cast sure because we rented a, we rented a warehouse oh. and uh what we didn't realize because we built that set that was all interior uh on a sound stage but the sound stage wasn't heated properly <laughs> and it was over a river <laughs> And we shot, uh, we shot that scene at the end of March. So in Vancouver, it's quite cold still. Yeah. So it was minus 10. Oh, so when you guys are breathing and you can see your breath, that's real. That's all real. <laughs> so we're freezing our butts off. Yeah. In terms of the construction, all of us had a hand 
in it. Uh, yeah. Rusty was a builder. I was a builder. Blaine was a builder. Actually, all the set deck. Uh, our production designer's name was David A. McDonald. And he literally became the apartment, the character in the apartment. He's like a method actor when he does his set design. <laughs> and so he was staying over there and going in at like three in the morning and throwing paint up and doing all these like really weird things, wow. uh, which kind of reflected onto the set. Um, but in terms of the painting of the set and the destruction of it, it's actually not in the novel. Oh, really? It was something you guys kind of uh, did yourselves. Rusty thought about it in the middle of the night and we were already shooting. We were about three days in the camera and Rusty came to set and he said, I've got this idea where they paint the room and I want it to be a progression that reflects their emotionality. And he's like, I've, I've, I've got this idea in a scene where Peter starts singing to Tess. So that's sure. not in the book either. Oh, wow. And he was really nervous about pitching that. Uh, to me and Chela Horsdal, who uh, plays Tess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he literally pitched it that morning. And in that moment, we were like, okay, well, if we make this decision, we got to go down that way. So we said yes to it. We improvised that scene. We uh, got some paint on the day, started painting. And then David A. McDonald started to completely change his entire production design schedule as we were shooting. And we shot this film on a 16-day schedule. So we did 10 days. And then we broke for two months while we lost the weight and <laughs> came back for six days. Uh, so David, in the span of the last five days of filming, really changed how the apartment would look. And then in the two months' time, would periodically visit and, you know, the, some of the stuff in the corners of the room, like the rotting garbage. Sure. Yeah. Some of that's like actually rotting garbage. Oh, no shit. <laughs> and, and, and like, yeah, no, definitely there was like some safety permit issues and stuff. Like we, <laughs> I remember opening a drawer and going, holy smokes, I don't think this should be here right now. Isn't this like a health hazard? Um, but hey, it, it worked. We were in a fridge, so I figured it was contained in some way. Yeah, it'll kill <laughs> off anything that it could yeah, grow. It'll, yeah, it'll kill off or at least stave it off in some way. Uh, Rusty told us a really funny story about how y'all were watching a movie or something during the time when you were losing all the weight and he said that he was eating <laughs> chips or something and you were just like going off about how many calories was in one chip, like foaming at the mouth to eat. <laughs> yeah. Let's oh, talk God. about your weight loss a little bit. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Cause I think yeah, that I, that's huge. I mean, for people that haven't seen the film yet, you lose uh 50 pounds somewhere around there. Yeah. You look terrible. Little... Like you look so sickly. <laughs> It's it's amazing. Like there's that one scene like when Gary Busey comes in and takes your robot head off, you look like Voldemort. You, you like it's insane. It's so crazy. I want to talk to you about like how like was that uh, premeditated? I mean, obviously it has to be premeditated to lose all that weight, but did did you went into this film knowing you had to lose it and everything like that? How did how did you approach that? Yeah, that's actually a pretty long, detailed story because I originally read this script back in 2002. Oh, wow. So I was, I was like 19 or 20 when I read it. And in, in the script, it was this character lost his weight. You know, being a young actor and I was like really like – I'm still a young actor but like a really young actor. <laughs> yeah, I sure. was like, yeah, <laughs> I, can't wait to, I can't wait to do this. I'm going to lose this weight because Robert De Niro gained all this weight. I'm going to lose all this weight. <laughs> 
And then the machinist came out. Yes. I was like, Christian Bale just did this. I was like, what a dick. <laughs> I'm a fan of Christian Bale, but it's funny because I was wanting to do it. And then literally it was like the next year, Christian Bale's machinist. And I went, oh, no, okay, well, I guess that's done with. And then the project kind of went away for a bit. And then we were actually going to shoot Candyland in 2010. And we had a different director attached at the time. And we were going to shoot it reversed. So we were going to do all the weight loss stuff, take a break, and then gain the weight and start shooting. Uh, So I started prepping that. And I had lost probably about 35, 40 pounds. And then production halted due to creative differences. So I've actually lost almost 100 pounds for this role. (laughs) So then when it finally came around for Rusty's like, no, I wrote the screenplay. I'm going to direct it. Let's do this. And I was like, yes, let's do this. I'm going to produce it this time and all that. Um, We went in knowing that we were going to do it. And um, I knew I wanted to do it because I was turning 30 when we shot Candyland. I wanted to do it while I was still young because it's so hard on your body. Yeah, it has to be. And basically what I did was is I just drank sugar water for two months. I had no solid food. What? Yeah. I just drank <laughs> sugar water and, uh, and just did nothing. Like I didn't have to exercise. It just like literally dropped off. Really? And it was horrible because, you know, you think you're totally fine when you're in it and you have like all these like spiritual awakenings. Sure. And then when you start eating again, you go, no, I was just totally out of my mind. Like, <laughs> out of my mind. And it becomes such a normal state. Like it took a year to, to actually see my body normal again, to actually start to eat properly again. Like my appetite was really affected. Um, you know, during the time, like Rusty tells that story affectionately about the potato chips. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What he doesn't tell you about is that I wasn't even aware of it, but you just stink. Oh, for so real? It was, like, it was like I was Linus from peanuts. <laughs> like, cause your body's in such a, uh, what's the term? It's, it starts with a C. It's like cannibalistic. Kind of, yeah, cannibalistic. <laughs> well, when your body starts eating itself like that, you start to emit an odor yeah. and you start to smell. So I not only did I look bad, like I smelled bad. So people were avoiding me on set, and and all you think about is food, and you don't sleep. You can't sleep at all. <laughs> So you sleep about two hours a night. So I would like be lying there and going, okay, well, what am I going to do? So I'd work on the character or I'd watch film, but you're basically going insane Jeez. because, and, and the crazy part too, is there was a point where we were three weeks from camera and I thought to myself, oh my God, what have I done? Because I'm at the point now where I could start eating, but if you start eating, you get really sick. You can die if you just start gorging. It's really sure. hard on your heart. Or I stay the course. So it's kind of like that Macbeth line where he talks about, you know, I've overstepped. I've gone so far I can never return. Mm -hmm. I got so loopy. I don't even remember it now. But I kept saying that to myself in Shakespeare because (laughs) I knew I had reached that point. Like it was (laughs) total insanity. So when you watch me on camera, like I had become that character. Yeah. But there was no – there was character work involved, but it just it just happened it, from the malnourishment. I think it kind of forced you like into a methody kind of head headspace. For hundred percent, yeah. Were you expecting that going into it, or were you just like, oh, I'm just going to lose this weight and it'll be fine, and then I'll just do the role and it'll be it'll be fine? Or did you, did you like under anticipate how hard it was going to be for you to do that, and and what where it was going to put you mentally? You know what. Uh, I didn't under anticipate it. I knew it was going to be really hard. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, for some reason, I felt oddly invincible <laughs> during that period, so I just did it. Now, if I was presented with it again, having done it, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think I would do it again because <laughs> it's really hard. I mean, there was one night. This was a week before shooting. Yeah. I was lying on the couch, and I'm like, "Am I having a heart attack?" I remember I had like some chest pain, and I'm like, "Well." Mm, now I'm still alive, maybe. You know, <laughs> like, it was just like this really weird thing, you know? Um, so I wouldn't do it again. It was really intense. Uh, yeah. It's... Were you like going to the doctor a lot too to like make sure that everything <laughs> was okay or you were just like, well, no. whatever? <laughs> no, because I knew if I went to a doctor, they'd say, don't do it. So it's like, <laughs> and I'm going to do it. I can't not do it. So Yeah. Let's, uh, let's talk about your uh, co-star in the film. A little bit because she, she was wonderful with you. You guys played off yeah. each other really, really well. And uh, one thing I specifically want to talk about is when you guys start use like you guys start abbreviating your sentences and like just speaking in like one word to each other. And yeah, that was awesome. That was so cool. I really <laughs> enjoyed that part. Yeah. Wow, I'm glad you guys really responded to that because you know a lot of people when they read that in the script, yeah, they didn't like it. What? Yeah, and this was like everyone on the crew and cast loved it. But if if there were any like say like producer friends of mine, when I'd show them the script and say we were making this, they would go, "Oh, dude, when you get to this one word piecemeal stuff, that's so silly. It's not going to work." And I always huh. said to them, "I think you guys are missing the point. You don't get it." And yeah. and, and I always believed in it. So I'm glad you guys enjoyed that. Yeah, I, I really like that. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. That was that was. I mean. That was when I really started uh, feeling for your guys' characters together, and you you start you start seeing the relationship, and like, because I mean, you guys eventually get to a super abusive state, and you guys aren't oh, yeah. you guys aren't a bad shape, but like when you guys are just like abbreviating words, it's like I can't tell if this is cute or like a bad thing. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I didn't know how to feel. It was it was really interesting. I, I thought yeah, it was it's very polarizing. Yeah, totally. Very polarizing. It made me think of that uh, Kate Winslet movie, the beautiful creatures, heavenly creatures, whatever. The one about the two Australian oh, it girls. Creatures, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they like start speaking in their own like weird dialect too in the movie as they're like progressing. Uh, oh, really? Insanity. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen that film, but that sounds that sounds very interesting. It's not that great, I wouldn't. No, <laughs> no it's okay. <laughs> well, you know, going back to Chela, Chela is yeah. wonderful to work with. Um, you know, it was very effortless. Chela was kind of a last minute find. We were in production. We were having a hard time finding the girl. Sure. And we met with Chela. Uh, she came highly recommended from a few people, and she was a local actress. Uh, a very popular local actress. And then when we met with her, it was just kind of easy. She was like, I know what the part is. I'm terrified about the part. And I said, well, I'm terrified too, <laughs> as long as you're willing to do it. And uh, she said, okay, well, let's do this. And um, we never prepped together. We didn't do anything. It was kind of like just this flow that we had on set. And uh, I haven't really talked to her much since. <laughs> she hasn't seen the film. She's expressed that she's scared to see the movie. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, because it's... You know, I don't blame her. It's very intense. And, you know, for me, I had the benefit of being involved in the editing process. And I've, I've seen all of its incarnations. Sure, sure, sure. But I think to just watch yourself do those things and go on that journey, 
yeah, probably kind of a little wacky. <laughs> yeah, you both were great, though. I like both of your characters. Uh, I mean, I think the audience is supposed to dislike you guys just because you're so crazy. And like, as the story progresses, y'all are just both so shitty to each other that it's easy to hate both of you. But go like the further I got into it, I just the characters were super interesting and I liked you guys more and more. (laughs) Yeah. I, oh, I, that's awesome. I definitely I, I wanted to get your like because we didn't really get too much time to discuss it afterwards. I kind of wanted to get like your take on because there is like I mean, there's obviously like this overarching like uh, biblical story going on mm-hmm. uh, with the idea of the journals and Gary Busey playing, you know, your dad slash God. I just wanted to get your take on it. Like what 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 were you guys going for with it? What do you think? I know it's kind of a stupid question, I guess, but <laughs> it's not stupid. No, it's a great question. It's a great question. I just, I really don't know how to answer it. I, I didn't know how to take it. I was like, because I was like, I just, it was, it was a, it was one of those things where I like, I think I need to rewatch this to kind of figure out how to digest that because it's interesting because like the idea of the journals uh, or your guys' separate journals is that you guys are like trying to write essentially like books of a Bible, yeah. right? And yeah, I was just like I was like I couldn't figure out how to take it. It was it was it was it was the most interesting. I mean, it was one of the most interesting parts of the film to me. And I was like, I like the reveal with the notebooks, though that the that Tess like stuffs them in the wall, and that's going to be the way that they get out, no, and I, the message yeah. is going to be <laughs> like out there. But early in the earlier in the film, the detectives find it. And then it's not until later that you get the reveal that, oh, those were her. That's the Bible. And it's just yeah. fucked. <laughs> it's just it right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, there's, there's so many things that we, we talked about to explain, you yeah. know, all the religious overtones. I, I always settled on it from a very base humanistic character point of view with Peter. And I always looked at it as kind of like, you know, killing, killing the father or killing the parents in order to become uh, a real person, so to speak. Like, huh. when you, you know, that um, I'm saying um a lot because I'm trying to find the best words for you. But, yeah. you, know, you're, you know, you're as a kid, depending on what your relationship is with your parents, there, there's a certain point where you end up letting go of your parents and the rules that they've given you sure. to become your own person, uh-huh. which mirrors a little bit of, you know, religion, letting go of religion, letting go of all this stuff. And so we, we didn't really have like a real um, point of view per se or an agenda that we were pushing, but it yeah. was more of we wanted to start the conversation. Sure, sure, of sure. Going like he, Peter and Tess are challenging their reality. Yeah. And our reality is encompassed by, you know, faith and spirituality and social collective consciousness. Yeah. Whether it's on a macro scale with everyone around us and then a microcosmic scale in terms of family and family perception uh-huh. and how they bump up against each other. And it means something different for everyone. Sure. And so here are two people who are trying to shatter all of their, their rules for their world. And ultimately in doing so, you shatter your identity because your identity is so intrinsically attached to the way your family or, or your friends or your microcosmic world sees you and how you relate to them, but then how that relates to the larger world and it informs who you are. 
So really, they're trying to dissect their personality, and they end up going so far that they kind of become these like wretched, these wretched things, right? It yeah. doesn't work. It actually doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if that answers your question. It was more to kind of pose more questions. Yeah, no, it's. A, I mean, it's a. I mean, it's. Obvious. I think it's the biggest piece of like meat to chew on with the film. And, and it's it's a it's a hard thing to to digest, and I think you guys presented it in a way that is uh you know it's open and it makes it that's what makes it interesting i think is leaving it kind of like that, and then like all the work that they did just gets destroyed, so it's like it was kind of all for naught and so it's it's just i don't know it was really isn't that interesting about life though yeah sure yeah, i'll I'll share you a funny little story, but uh I was in a diner with my cousin, this was about two years ago. And there was a mural that I had been looking at that was facing behind me. And we're, we're eating some hot dogs. She looks up and she goes, who's that on the wall? And I looked at her and I said, you're kidding me. I was like, that's James Dean. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so, and, but, but I always actually said this to Rusty when we were filming Candyland. I mentioned it a few times. I said, look at James Dean. Everything he did. Yeah. Did all this stuff. She doesn't know who he is. She probably <laughs> doesn't even know who Gandhi is. It only took 50 years yeah. All the accomplishments yeah. you could possibly think of doing, done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're a sentence in a book, but if you haven't read that sentence. Exactly. Right? So that kind of. Yeah, in 120 years, there, there, nobody that's on this planet will be on this planet anymore. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's, you know? A, it's a blessing and a curse, I suppose. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, it's like another Macbeth quote. It's kind of like, um, you know, life is but a walking shadow. You know, an actor, a poor player who struts and frets his hour upon the stage and then is heard no more. Yeah. Oh, it is a tale told by an idiot full of sound and fury signifying nothing. It doesn't mean anything. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's what Peter and Tess do, right? Like they're banging and they're like, ah, God, I got to do this. And in the end, whether they were quiet or loud, it didn't matter. Yeah. You know? uh, oh, so fun. Such a yeah. good. It's a, you got to watch it in the morning, folks. If you're yeah. going to watch it, you definitely. Uh, watch it in the morning. Um, I do another thing I completely loved about it that I thought was really good um, was the sort of they live sort of uh, capitalism overtones with 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 the vodka and oh, yeah, and yeah. with the 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 laundry detergent when you have like the the crazy dream sequence. Oh, that's so funny! I really like how how you guys came up with those pro- those products and then kind of uh, tied their meeting back into the bar with the vodka and. I love oh, that. That was very cool. And my, my, oh, I when, liked it. When, uh, it was, uh, when she looked out the window and saw the development and sort of like the sprawl and like the sprawls sort of uh, encompassing around them and growing around them and then like they're in their own little isolated thing and they're so scared. But she looks out and she sees that advertisement for that and then just like a giant apartment complex growing up. I was like, oh, that's genius. That's so good. <laughs> oh, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, I mean, it, it all ties into to the themes. And little Easter eggs yeah. throughout, throughout their lives. Like if you, I'll share this with you, but if you look closely in the dance scene, yeah. you can see the doctor who's got the bright beam. Hey, bright beam. Yeah, yeah. That's actually, that's Blaine. That's oh, our, really? That's our co-producer. Uh, I thought he would be plugged in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and if you if you watch the dance scene where they're holding each other and he kind of meets her for the first time, yeah, he walks behind them <laughs> in the background. Uh, really? Yeah, didn't yeah, catch that so one. 
<laughs> yeah, if you watch it again, you see it, and then it makes you think, like, oh, okay, so he saw him in the club. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. all of his world is informing his madness. And is it real or is it not real? Was the club real? What's yeah. going on with this? And, and that's sort of like even how dreams work, too, is like you'll take like the smallest fragment of your day that you forgot of and then it will form a world in your head like while you're while you're sitting there dreaming. And it's it's like this total uh, subconscious play that you didn't expect. And yeah, I think that definitely fits with the feeling of the film. Um Cool. What, do you you want to talk about anything else? Wait, I know what I wanted to ask you. I remember. <laughs> okay. What's your favorite Gary Busey film? Oof. <laughs> That's a great question. Oh man. Well, I have to say Buddy Holly. Oh. Yeah, you, know, you and is... you and Rusty both. Yeah, that's that's the opus. I mean, it's Buddy Holly and then I would say Lethal Weapon and Point Break are pretty close behind. I mean, <laughs> that lighter scene yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so just, good. Just looking at him, I was like, "That's pretty intense." Crazy. Yeah, that's great. Cool. You got any more questions? Well, what's next for y'all? Are are you starting to work on another film together? Or yeah, actually, uh, uh, Rusty Blaine and I uh, start shooting our next film at the end of March. Oh, really? So yeah, we're in a heavy pre-production right now. It's called Residue. It's a horror neo-noir. Say that 10 times fast. (laughs) Uh, And uh, it's about this inept private investigator who finds this this supernatural book and it pulls him and his daughter into this underworld with demons. And uh, so we're going to be announcing it very soon. But we've got, uh, you know, William B. Davis, who's the smoking man from X-Files, is going to be the evil arch villain Lamont. Nice. Uh, We have uh, Taylor Hickson from Deadpool. Uh, she just signed on to play my daughter in it. And we've got a few other little surprises of people. So we're going to be shooting that. And then that's going to come out uh, probably in the spring of next year, actually. And so. that completes the trilogy, right? Is that's it- going <laughs> to complete the trilogy, trilogy, but it also starts a new trilogy. Oh, shit. It, what? There, yeah. There's, <laughs> there's a couple little Easter eggs and things that I, I can't announce quite yet. Uh, that we'll probably announce in about a month or so, but we already have a sequel written that kind of branches off, and it's it's quite cool. You guys are cool. creating a fascinating little world up there, man. Hey, we're, <laughs> we're trying our best. There's like there's lots of coffee involved. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much for talking to us. Hey, it was an absolute pleasure, and I'd love to chat with you guys again when maybe we have some release dates for Candyland and. Maybe if you want to chat about residue and all that, we're totally open to it. That would be fantastic. We love talking to you guys. Fantastic. Sweet. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. We'll talk to you sometime soon. We'll keep in touch, and we'll work on getting Candyland on some screens down here. We'll, hey. see, we'll see what we can do. Let's do it. Let's do it. I love working together. Yeah, and I want, I want, I want people to see it because I, I think it's really fantastic. And yeah, I think, we really enjoyed that. Yeah, we both really enjoyed it, and I think people need to see it. So uh, I really appreciate that, guys. Yeah. I believe in it, too. Oh, well, it was great chatting with you. It was great yeah, chatting you with you, well. too. See okay, ya. Bye. Have a one, guys. Take care. Okay, see bye. You. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. We are back on the flip side of our interview with James Clayton. Mm-hmm. Big thanks to James Clayton and all of the Candyland crew for talking to us. Mm-hmm. Really appreciate it. Yeah, and sharing their awesome Gary Busey stories. It was very good stories. Very much appreciated. 
but we have a pressing issue. We need to get back to talking. So many pregnant pauses. <laughs> no, I've been studying these things. That'd be a cool and name we're for, back. I'd like to see that as a name for a band, of uh, an, all, an all-girl band. Oh, my God. The pregnant uh, pauses. Dude. Fucking pro-feminist. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so we're back talking about the second half of Bounty Killer... Uh-huh. Is it plural or singular? I don't remember. Bounty killer. It's singular. I think singular. it is bounty killer, yeah. 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 We're back to talk about it where we last left off. Our 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 heroine had been lost in the Badlands. And the dudes were on the way to the Badlands. But yeah, down through it as well. I um what I wanted to touch base on was the scene where she does meet this map um cartographer inside of the badlands and they have this really cool sign oh that whole thing is just amazing she walks in she's in like a she gets like she's in this like a foyer area that's like security measures it's literally like a vault yeah and fallout yeah 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 and there's a little sign that says you know put all your weapons it's vault 69 (laughs) yes put put all your weapons in the bin and see how she has this giant like um assault rifle kind of thing and puts it in the bin and then the sign turns. It's not digital. It's mechanical. The sign turns and it says, all your weapons. <laughs> <laughs> and she takes off all of her knives. And then she has like a knives and all these other things. And I was like, "That's." Yeah. I love that notion that whoever made that sign realized that the one thing is not going to work. Yeah. Like you need to tell them twice. Yeah. And, uh, and then she gets, uh, then she moves and then she gets past the security and she goes to meet this guy, the cartographer in order to get a map to get out of the badlands. And she's like, I broke, I can't help. Yeah. And, and again, I want to stress how I thought it was amazing and cool that he was, he was drawing these really intricate maps. And those are the maps that were being used in early in the film on these transition sequences, these and animations. He, and he looks like the look of silence. The yeah. <laughs> follow-up to the act of killing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got the Werner big, like, adjustable glasses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, t- I don't know. It looks really that. cool. So he, he it has a sign that says maps to get out of the Badlands are X amount. Of credits or dollars or yeah, whatever. The no bargaining is. allowed. Right. And he doesn't even look up at her. He just points out. He's like, leave because you don't have the money. Because right. she's like, I don't have the money. Right. And that's why he knows that she doesn't have the money. And then, and he doesn't give a fuck. He's like looking down at his, at yeah. his map. He's not even paying attention. And he attention. auto unlocks the door and it right. opens. He's like, she's, he's like, get the fuck out. And then she goes to walk out and then the door auto slams. Because he looked at her. Because he saw who she was. Mm-hmm. And all he requests is a signature. Some autographs. Yeah. Some autographs. On like yeah. all of her posters and shit. Yeah, he collects posters of Mary Death. One of the things I really liked about that scene of what's not there and what easily could have been there was her offering uh, sex or some kind of sexual yeah, thing in exchange for the bat. I thought for sure that was going to happen. And I was I, so happy that that happened. Yes. Yeah, because it would have been so clear. I don't have any money. Can you please help me? And then like just lightly touch his hand, you know, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, I'm so glad the movie, the movie, I brought that to the movie. Yeah. You know? That wasn't in the picture. That wasn't in her. That's not her character. To well, do the cover like that. doesn't. Yeah, that's true. The, the marketing was kind of led that way. Yeah. But um, but the fact that she doesn't do that in the movie doesn't even hint like that's even an option. Uh, I thought that was really yeah, interesting. Yeah, there's shockingly only one set of tits in this movie. And it's not hers. Two. No. 
Oh yeah, two pairs. Two pairs. Yeah. Four. Who else's tits do you see? They're both. There's they, two they, ladies. When they come out of the bed with the guy. It's only one person. No, because the other girl is wearing a full corset. It covers oh, really? her tits. You just see the same girl's tits oh, three times like, on that shot. Well, nice, from the different nice angles, it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got him. I know. Uh, <laughs> I know how to count. Um, so, yeah, that is awesome that that happens because, yeah, I brought it to me, too. I'm like, oh, it's going to go to some sort of sex for map thing. Yeah. But it totally doesn't. He's just super excited that she's there and he she's like, oh, famous person wants my map. Speaking of good band names, though, sex for math and it's a math rock band. Oh, God. <laughs> Will math for sex. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, she has... <laughs> So he gives her a map, which will uh, take her to the Council of Nine. And so that's what happens. The Council of Nine catches, um, well, she catches up with uh, um, Drifter and his crew at the Council of Nine. And um, no, the, just before then, that's she's right, trying to before, shoot at him. She, she again resumes she's trying, trying to kill him. Yeah. Jimbo, the, the PBR loving yeah. driver. Yeah. yeah. She shoots at him and shoots him in the arm. And then I really liked how they just kind of, the way the film kind of cuts through the bullshit yeah. of the, look, you like him and he likes her. Why are we, <laughs> well, let's just get this over with and move on with the movie. Because yeah. like the, the, the caddy character who is the, like I said, the comic relief. Uh-huh. When the two of them, they get together, he's just like, he just fucking like explodes. He's like, this is bullshit. You know you love each other. Let's yeah. just move on. Yeah. I yeah. really like That's how That's when they you start that. liking him more. And when he gets drunk off the moonshine. Moon <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's yeah. good. Uh, so, so then they, that's when they team up. And they're like, yeah. we're going to the Council of Nine as a group. Right. And he explains to her and to the audience and everyone in his troop now why it's bullshit and why he knows that there's something fucked up going on because there's no way that they would have made him that they would have put a bounty on his head. Well, that that's explained when they actually get to the council of nine. Yes. Yeah. Because, okay. And that's crazy. They get to the council of nine. Everyone's been assassinated. Everybody's dead. Everybody from the council of nine's dead. You learn that, uh, drifter fake Tom Hardy Mm -hmm. used to be, a head of a CEO. Right. He was one of the suits. He was one of the suits, but he... For the the company Gunther or whatever, Gunner, Gunther or something. Uh, a company that made uh, b- airplanes, bombing airplanes. Yeah. Yes. And so his name was on all of the bombs yes. and he didn't like that they were being used for war and that was why he backed out. And so the once the world started to crumble or the state started to crumble at least uh the council of nine was created and they were going to regulate or end this, capitalism the, essentially yeah. the corporations and they asked if he wanted to be the 10th member and he said no no he didn't want to be behind a desk anymore yeah he, and he was going to go hunt these people down and he becomes the first bounty killer i I, maybe i misheard it but i got the impression that they were going to um uh that they were going to kill him because he was a suit but when they find him he had already killed multiple of his partners yeah and by virtue of that he had demonstrated that he was on their side and so then he becomes the first bounty killer yeah 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 yeah. And so we learn that uh yeah drifter is a bad boy this is a whole frame set up 
by the what is it sunshine real estate or whatever yeah, right the, the so double it, s it turns, obviously ss kind of has some uh yeah, Hitler, yeah. hitlerian uh callbacks there so they come in now and they pull them out of the council council of nine and now you understand that 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 those people the ss people was were actually the company that he was the CEO for. Right. And not yeah. only that, but the woman that's running all this shit, who's Gary Busey's boss, is his ex-wife. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And so bah, they... Bah, bah. Yeah, so there's this big fight, and it's fucking sweet. Well, it's an steal, awesome action sequence. They steal sequence. Drifter. Drifter gets hot, uh, No, but kidnapped. before that, there's this huge the action, action sequence, sequence yeah, and the side, gypsies yeah. now come in. Now the fruition of what that the gypsy potential line. hallucination of yeah, the guy yeah. in the biodome or whatever, the Badlands, yeah. he, uh, the gypsies are there, and they're there to get Mary Death. Yeah. And then you see this huge fight between her and uh, Eve. Eve. Yeah. And the it's gun sweet. caddy, that's sweet. And the gun caddy actually becomes good at being a gun caddy, which is shocking because he's been literal garbage. Yeah. But he fucks up several times. What what I wanted to say, just to clarify, the the reason why the gypsies led by Eve want to take out Mary Beth is that there is like a weird death. Pol- Mary Death. There's like a political in struggle within the gypsies about who was going to be the top boss lady yeah, of the yeah, gypsies yeah. and uh, Mary Death was the front line for that but then she ran away to go do the bounty killing and so yeah. Eve became that person but she was always sort of like number two and so yeah. she wanted to best Mary Death and that's what this raiding party is to do is to kill her and then you know solidify herself as the person who always was and always should have been the leader of the but surprise Mary Death fucks Eve up and yes uh, cuts off her head cuts off her head I, I, I'll say this one of the things that I, I kind of felt like because all of the fight choreography from the beginning up until this point is really top notch. Um, that particular, I thought fight between them was kind of weak and had a lot of editing and cutting in and out, but then it ends on this amazing note. Yeah. The head cut off is dope, but there is all this other sweet fighting going on with Tom Hardy. And again, that's where you get the, the, uh, up comments of the, uh, gun caddy is that, He's, like, fucking killing it. He's, like, throwing guns to everyone. He's, like, throwing knives. He understands the different types of guns. He's grabbing bullets from dead people, throwing it in the guns. It's fucking sweet. But he ultimately gets caught up in some other shit. He tries to fight Gary Busey. And Tom Hardy... That was so awesome, by the way. (laughs) The Gary Busey intercepts him. I'm sorry, go ahead. Tom Hardy gets kidnapped by the lady yes christine the ex-wife yeah yeah, looking like she came right out of some you know what she reminded me of is the the blonde chick from indiana jones 3 do you know what she's from i first i thought i was like man that kind of looks like christina applegate but then it wasn't so wow uh no (laughs) she is from terminator 3 she is the terminator the terminator oh interesting so again which you see later in the film uh, to a lesser degree, unfortunately, but like she does do like some pretty good moves later on. Kind of, I feel like she was underutilized considering the other shit that she's been in, but she actually has a pretty like heavy resume. I see. She's a heavy hitter. Yeah. 
So, so, so she captures uh, Tom Hardy knockoff in order to bring him back to uh, um, the 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 I guess home base of where this corporation is. Well, so spoiler alert: the entire world is desolate as fuck. Like, it is dire. It is hashtag bleak as fuck. <laughs> Super bleak. And he, Tom Hardy, wakes up. And he's in this like pristine office. And at first, I thought it was a flashback. I uh, didn't even understand that like he was literally dragged there. Yeah, yeah. Aside from the cut on his face. Yeah. And then it launches into this whole thing about how she brought him back here and how he's in his rightful spot, blah, blah, blah. And then it cuts away to whatever's going on with Mary Death and the gun caddy. Right. Which they're back at a camp, a gypsy camp, mm-hmm. and she's fucked up. Yeah. Right. And she pulls a knife on a chick. It's fucking yeah. sweet. Yeah. But the gun caddy's like, hey, don't worry about it because now you're the... You're the queen, the you're queen the, of the gypsies. You're the queen the of queen. the. You're the gypsy queen, and now they're your army, right? And she's be- like, well, it doesn't matter because I still don't know where the fuck the Sunshine Sonder Commando is. Yeah, and they're like, oh, guess what? Gary Busey's body double has a bag over his head, and he's gonna. <laughs> he's gonna tell, tell us. us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, so then it cuts back to um, this scene. Uh, with uh, this blonde chick trying to convince the uh, drifter drifter to, hey, you yeah. need to come back and be the CEO of this company. And, and then the dopest thing happens. Dude, it is so... I, I was blown away <laughs> by how awesome this is. So the way it's shot... Very unexpected. Is that they're, yeah. in, they're in an office, and in this kind of office like where like there's windows, so you kind of see Classical through Classical music it. is playing. Classical music is playing. You and, see people through the windows shuffling around right, with papers but, and busy at their cubicles. Yeah, and the way it's shot is that... He is sitting in a position at the desk where he can look out and see what's going on in the office through the windows, but she is facing him, so all she sees... Her back is to the window. Exactly. And so she's having this conversation... And the perspective of the camera switches between the two of them. So you see all these people shuffling behind, and he's looking at the chick, and then it cuts to her perspective, and you're just seeing Tom Hardy, and you see his eyes kind of light up, and you think he's about to be like, well, fuck you, like, you're a piece of shit... And then the camera switches back around to his perspective. So you're seeing out the windows. And the door blows off. Uh, <laughs> Mary Death comes strolling in with all of her gypsy army. Blood, blood all is over flying the, the windows, windows guns, and, and they have like 100% super soundproof whatever. Yeah. So like she is completely oblivious to the carnage going on behind. Yeah, there's just so much blood. Oh, it's, it's so, so awesome. And then the guy, one of the gypsies comes in with the little fire things and starts dancing with the fire twirl <laughs> doing the fire dancing thing on top of everything else yeah it's awesome it, it is, is badass fucking sweet and it's start. all silent like because yeah, yeah, yeah. you hear you see the cameras inside with them in the meeting room. so you just hear the music and you hear her talking and then you see him kind of smirking because just everybody is dying outside yeah yeah and then the door rips open and it's just like it's like fucking crazy yeah and so then it's like the sweetest like choreographed fighting thing yeah, of dude. all time it's, it's so fucking, fucking amazing yeah yeah it's a giant she's like, fight in this corporate office she's it's like flying around like cutting people and he's shooting people and the gun caddy is just like 
pop, like bullets, like a new clip in your yeah. gun. It's fucking This is sweet. what the gun caddy was made for, and is this scene. Exactly. It's so good. And and I never, like when he first comes into the movie at the very beginning, it's just like, uh, he's gun gonna caddy, drag what it. the fuck? He's gonna he's drag. Just, they're just trying to put some Seth Rogen knockoff in this thing. This is gonna, and then no. at the end, he's like, like you said, he's putting the clips in their guns and getting ammo and throwing new guns to them. They're catching in the air and shooting people. Oh, it's there's so this really awesome. awesome scene too, where like they're doing the like standard back to back shooting people and fucking people up, and then they both duck for some reason. And the gun caddy pops up between them and then, like, just fucking decks this dude. And then they pop back up and they both, like, fuck up other people. It's awesome. That, uh, there's, like, there's, like, these little tiny micro moments. And I forgot to mention the one that, that I loved and that happened at the very first fight scene where he has a shotgun and he clicks it and it, the shotgun doesn't go off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, later in the fight scene, he's fucking around with the gun. Then it goes off and he's, like, God. And he's, like, trying to use it then. Like, <laughs> there's, like, little moments where it's, like, yeah. these little tiny micro moments are inside these uh, amazingly choreographed uh, action sequences. Yeah, there's this other awesome part, too, from the previous big fight sequence between the gypsies the SS and that whole crew Mm -hmm. where this guy is like this suit dude is fighting against Tom Hardy and his gun doesn't have any more bullets and the guy's trying to shoot him and he like grabs his arm and like cuts it off yeah and then uses (laughs) that gun to like shoot another guy that has another gun and then grabs his gun and then like shoots another dude and then like and the hand that he cut off that's still stuck to the gun as he's using it to shoot yeah, other people. Yeah, it's fucking sweet. And the guy's just like standing there yeah. screaming without an arm. arm. It's yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah, so they're doing this whole giant office corporate fight scene that is mm-hmm. insane. Mm-hmm. They fight their way downstairs and then the tides turn and it looks like they're about to get their asses kicked. Mm-hmm. Because they've reached the top tier corporate bosses. It's it's boss level. Yeah, the, the main boss. The main boss, Mary Death, gets shot mm-hmm. by Christine, the ex-wife from the balcony. Yes, and Tom Hardy fucking blasts her in the side. We need to start calling him by his real name because I feel bad now. <laughs> it's Matthew, Matthew Marsden. Matthew Marsden. Matthew Marsden. You're easily as good as Tom Hardy is in Fury Road. Yeah, e- yeah, easily because that movie sucks. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I wonder if he's related to uh, Marsden. That's the same um, actor uh, from... He played Cyclops in the X-Men f- films. Huh. I don't wonder if they're related. All right. Oof, sorry. Oh. I hate Trivia X-Men. tangent. I've got a lot of things I, I dislike. Have, apparently. I have a solid reason for disliking the X-Men, though. Like, a really uh, like, well, legitimate we're, we're reason. Now. We're there now, so let's go. Okay, my kidneys failed when I was in high school, and I like basically lived in the hospital, but because I was underage, I still had to stay in the kids' section, which is like, oh, do you want to sit at like a plastic chair that's made for infants? And all they had was like shitty cartoon, like really shitty, like old cartoons, because it's a hospital, you know? And... All I could watch was X-Men, the cartoon series, and it Ooh. ruined X-Men for me. Like, I used to like X-Men, and then when that happened, I fucking hated X-Men. I can't even anymore. You were done with it. I hate it. It's the worst. All right. 
<laughs> and so Mary Death is dead on the ground. Yeah. And then supposedly, and then Matthew Marsden grabs his shotty and does the sweetest kill. Mm-hmm. It was literally he shoots Christine from the balcony, and she flips over and falls down, but seemingly could still be alive. <laughs> and then someone else is rushing at him, and so he shoots this emblem, like their this monogram giant thing. SS emblem, yeah. circular <laughs> thing with razor edges or yeah. pointy ed- edges on it. Yeah, yeah, he shoots it from the sky, and it like swings and fucks up it just knocks out these other dudes that are running at him are <laughs> so, killed uh-huh. and then he shoots it again like the last hanging thread and the christine chick is leaning up like she's gonna fuck yeah. someone up and it just falls right on her head Decimates and her. It's done. so much it's like gallons of cg blood yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's the, best kind. the best yeah. guy it's just it's so overwrought actually it's there's so a good. there's a great shot in that part where he takes the shotgun and it hits christine and she wasn't on a balcony she was standing on the same level because i remember this it hits her in the chest and then she goes she like flies back like she hits she lands on the ground and she like flies back like 20 feet and there's like this thick foot uh you know foot thick blood stream that's oh, yeah, coming that's up right. on yeah. the ground as that's she's sliding sweet, away yeah. Yeah, I really like that. Yeah. It so was... they rush over to Mary Death and they check her and turns out that when she was back at the Thirsty Beaver, she got her like prototype uh, sexy nurse Army. outfit yeah. Yeah. and it happened to be have a, a chest plate. Had a plus one to armor. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> guess what? Bullet was stopped. Yeah. She's still alive. Yeah. All is good. I think that girl at the um, the the old lady at the um, Thirsty Beaver. She's been in a bunch of shit. Too. I think that's Beverly D'Angelo. It is Beverly D'Angelo. Is it? Yes. Okay. You are correct. It looks like she had some work done, but I could tell she's been in her. a ton of shit. Yeah. Too. yeah. She well, she was the uh, the mom from uh, uh, National Lampoon. Correct. Oh right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. She. Uh, I, I could see it in her eyes, but she's had some work done elsewhere, so that's why it doesn't quite look like her anymore. Yeah. She still looks good, you know. But. <laughs> different different <laughs> so they return to the thirsty go and then they just bang we, it out yeah they're fucking going to the bone zone hard yeah, yeah just she straight. couldn't even be bothered to take like brandon is right now <laughs> butt licking <laughs> yeah just, she couldn't even be bothered to take her shoes off so she's just fucking scraping his back or just raw yeah. dogging like nobody's business raw dogging mm-hmm. super hard and uh but it, it is done in a slightly tasteful manner because they have a lot of sharp edits and cuts and it's actually shot interestingly well and it's cutting back and forth between the other guys who are working on this vehicle and uh, they never they never go uh, full here's your gratuitous tit shot yeah Yeah, you never see her tits you don't see his dick it's very tasteful nudity and then and then they I don't know if tasteful is the right word but I, it, it's stylized it's well, not it's not explicit it's, it's not like that other chick though I mean that other chick was like oh, oh my like, yeah, the yeah. sheets flew yeah. off of my body yeah. and here's my thirsty beaver yeah. <laughs> uh, and then and then uh, again the uh, gun caddy gets to drink PBR mm-hmm. for the first time and he says it tastes like boobs or something yeah it tastes like tits yeah <laughs> and and then the cool thing is, they finish up the car, they dial it in. She's got a sick new outfit. Mary Death walks out in a new outfit yep. with a new car. Very girl on a motorcycle, not to cut back to something that we were talking about on our little break. <laughs> she looks like the T-Mobile girl. Uh, 
I don't know what what you guys are talking about. That's a pull. Uh, It's not even... There is no T-Mobile girl. Do you mean the AT&T girl? It's T-Mobile. Or Flo? No, not Flo. So she walks out. She walks out. She hops in her new ride, drives off, and boom... Drifter walks out and he's in fucking sheets. in sheets and he's cut. Yes, he's stabbed you him again. Me deep. <laughs> she stabs him again yeah. for a second time. I think she did this one just for the just for the lulls. Just for the yeah, lulls. Yeah, because she winks at the camera and she's like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's it. God, it's so good. We talk it's about so it. Good. I like it now more than I did watch it. I yeah, definitely want to watch it again. I want to watch it again. I, uh, I, I was so surprised. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, this is this is actually kind of a weird thing. Like, I've seen movies where you don't expect it to be good, and then it ends up being good. Yeah, and then you want to share it with somebody else. Yeah, but there's a danger because as soon as you say to somebody, "You got to see this movie," now you're fucking up the expectations. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. I don't know. I will. I don't say- feel that I've fucking up the expectations i feel like this is definitely something that i would recommend i feel i feel yeah. solid standing by it it's yeah. good there's I, something for everyone in it but you understand what i mean like yeah definitely you yeah. telling somebody to see this movie is going to make them have a different experience than what we just got to have sure. yeah like mad max yeah fury road that happened to me with mad max so much oh, expectation right, yeah but i will Again, say one something thing we were talking about on the break i think one thing that you can con- i mean that that it comes down to is uh, george miller has a little bit of explaining to do I a would, lot of explaining to i do. would like to see that question posed saying how d- did you really think nobody would ever see bounty killer yeah because <laughs> it is supp- it it is like I, I know it. I know we've been driving this point home the entire time, but it is so close. Yeah, it is uncanny. It is. It is. It, it's shocking. There's. It's I can't imagine. There's somebody had to have filed a lawsuit. There's no way that a lawsuit. Well, we was should not let's filed. start it. All of our fans. Let's <laughs> watch. I, re- I would seriously again. I cannot drive it home enough. I would highly recommend that everyone watches this movie. Yeah. It's on Netflix. So like. Really, your legwork is done for you already. <laughs> yeah, right. Two dollars a month. All you have to do is type B O U N into the thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pop or I think if you type in Gary Busey, doesn't it come up? Yeah, Isn't that that's how y'all we found, found it. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, watch the movie on Netflix and then let's all just tweet it, fucking old boy, and tell him, <laughs> yo, dog, what's going on with yeah, this? Yeah, what's going on? Because casting, costume, uh, even settings, vis effects. Yeah. Location yeah. shootings. So much shit. They cleaned up at the Oscars. I mean, the CGI, granted, in this movie is not phenomenal. But you don't have $100 million. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, this movie is, like, really good for what it is. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, like, way better than what it is for what it is. But, like, if it had a bigger budget and, like, a better... If, like, the writing was a little bit cleaned up in some areas yeah. and, like, the editing was a little sharper and the ADR work was better, this movie would be fucking amazing. Yeah. Like, no doubt in my mind, it would be phenomenal. I, 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 I'm I in total agreement. I think that, you know, especially in this era where almost every major blockbuster that we're seeing is somehow comic book related. Sure. Um, to If you, you take this budget, you, you just multiply it by 10... And you could take uh, this all the same talent. I don't even think you need to go and recast, you know? No. You keep the same talent and you just say, 
um, a graphic novel bounty killer to the comes to the big screen. Yeah, yeah. You know, you plug well, the it funny like thing that. is like when you Google the graphic novel, you can't even fucking find it. It's it's hard shit. Like like this movie is not popular. Obviously, yeah. And it's I don't know. It's just it's super bizarre. Well, I kind of wonder. So, uh, I I never saw this movie, but there are uh, like in the cover work for bounty killer there's uh things about it that made me think of this movie from 2011 called sucker punch oh yeah yeah. which is like famously horrible terrible like famously one of the worst movies ever um it's right up there with fury road (laughs) (laughs) probably i haven't seen it uh but that movie was also based on a comic book and i wonder if that was like because there, there have been like dips in comic book, com, comic, comic book <laughs> movies, which now like seems so. They see that's like so commonplace that you would have a comic book movie, and it's like everyone is going to go see that movie. Like even fucking Dawn of Justice right now, like everyone's going to go see it, even uh, though it fucking sucks. They're definitely going to make a a fair amount of money. Yeah, like they might make their money back on it. Uh, they better. They probably will. I mean, people are going to see it whether it sucks or not, but that's just because everyone goes to see comic book movies now. But mm-hmm. Sucker Punch was in one of those dip periods, and I wonder if that was kind of the same thing that happened with this movie, is that because yeah. there was, like, Sucker Punch and a couple other... So you felt like they probably weren't quite satisfied... Uh, the studio was a little hesitant to drop an extra yeah, for, know, $80 million on the for budget. A, yeah, for a movie that... Yeah. Or have like a big wide Didn't release of it yeah. because there wasn't... It's not a Spider-Man movie. And I and I think I think we could all understand them coming from that angle and saying, "Look, we don't have a whole lot of names. We don't have a uh, we don't have a license that is well known and received. Yeah, you're gonna call it. Yeah, that's you're gonna the call thing it a graf- You're gonna call it a graphic novel uh, adaptation. We're trying to ride that wave, but nobody's heard of this one, so it's my, it's like an original picture. But yeah. it's crazy though, because seriously, if you look at the people that are in this cast, I mean, really, the cast is like. 13 people and like all of them have like like stacked resumes i mean they've been in like you might not recognize their faces or whatever but they've all been in like like big movies yeah. you right. know yeah. like their top three movies aren't like spider hunter five <laughs> or whatever or like butt trolls seven or something yeah i really like butt troll seven <laughs> yeah it's a great movie uh, the first six, six, six the and first six were kind of weak but i'm more of a butt troll six 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 guy yeah. uh yeah i don't know it's it's nuts it's uh, this film was really weird it's it's it, it put me in a weird place just because of the whole, like, the parallels are, it's bizarre. It's fucking bizarre. I kind of want to watch them split-screened. Oh. Yeah, that would be interesting. Uh, surely somebody, I, I would imagine there's a somebody on YouTube that has, like, you know, 45 hits, has made a comparison side-by-side video. I've been looking, I, I Googled them together and nothing came up. Pop, that's nothing just, popped that's, up. That, that's really surprising. Because I Googled, like, Fury Road along with yeah. Bounty Killer. Yeah. And, yeah, nothing popped up. It's like no one's, I don't know. Maybe we're, maybe we're just sitting in here just being insane. You no, know, well, no, because so. you know what else is kind of funny, though, is that, like, right after we took that break and we unplugged, we were walking out of the house and we were all like, oh, I thought they, 
like I was the only one that was gonna like this and say that it was exactly like Fury Road, and then yeah. no, I, I thought I was gonna be that guy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. Do you guys want to give it a Busey rating? Yeah, I want to give it a regular it. rating and a Busey rating. Do it, do okay. it. Yeah, you go first then. Oh, I don't want to go first. Bezo first. All right. Um, I I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say nine. And uh, it, it's a big number, um, but part of that is to you know highlight uh, just if there's any anybody listening who still is kind of on the edge and like I think I don't need to watch this, you need to watch this. I'm saying nine. The Busey swings it from an eight to a nine. Go see this. Yeah, uh, you want to go? Yeah, I I would give this an eight eight and a half. And I actually I wasn't crazy about Busey in this movie. So if I'm gonna go with an eight and a half, I'm gonna go with an eight on the Busey swing. I'm gonna Ooh. go a downswing because his hair was good. He wasn't in it enough. I did, wasn't really crazy about his character huh. and that body doubled. You know. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a seven and then I'm gonna Busey swing it with an unprecedented plus three for the sunglasses. Damn. <laughs> Just because those like literally when he walked in with them on, I'm like, this is fucking perfect. <laughs> like I don't know how you guys who made whoever did costume design for this uh-huh. you should have gotten that fucking grammy or whatever, whatever people they get, get for that whatever they get for that yeah you deserve that for putting those oakley's on old Busey and making a fucking look weird as a motherfucker <laughs> just straight gooning mm. coming in looking like a bozo <laughs> i love it okay. i love it and i'm gonna you know and and, and it literally, like, I, I want to rate it so high because I want to offset how much bad rating it that got. That fucking two star on, it's on Netflix is criminal. It's it's super criminal. And that's why I would, like, go on Netflix, rate it five. Let's get this thing rated yeah, up higher. Up, yeah. Let's uh, let's uh, let's make George Miller uh, fucking let's make him mad. Yeah. He, needs to, he needs to answer. We got to do a little side by side. He needs to answer. We need the Bezo fan edit. You want me to do that? Yeah, this would be a good one. After uh, n- Next year after I finish what I'm working on. You <laughs> know what you could do is you Cut could. Cut it with Fury Road. Yeah, but you could take like the special effects from Fury Road, like the big uh twirly do yeah and the there's even a giant sandstorm that happens in the background of a shot and i it's it's it was i think it's just total luck that they got it in the shot and they just used it in a different scene yeah and i'm like that's the exact same sandstorm idea kind of that's in uh fury road and it's right there in the background of this movie yeah it's but it's bizarre it's uncanny it is super weird how close they are I don't know. Yeah. I don't like I don't like pulling triggers on these types of things, you know, and being like, oh, you know, they're they're copies of each other or, or like trying to call people out mm-hmm. as like, you know, copying work or whatever. Right. But it's just it's bizarre. It's bizarre. There's a lot of things that are really close. And yeah. it weirds me out. And the more credit to this one, it was the first. It it, it was the one that pioneered these things. So. And it was actually good. I'm sorry I keep coughing. <laughs> it's fine. I gotta uh, go. Yeah, we, <laughs> Bye, gotta, we gotta go. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Follow me on Twitter at Donna Bourgeois. Donna yeah. underscore Bourgeois. Bye. Thank you. Oh, I, recently I've been tweeting a lot about Randall's and how it smells like old crotches. So if you like that. <laughs>
you could uh, just uh, stay tuned to this channel for uh, more feature this episode. Mm-hmm. You can just subscribe to this channel, and Bezos episodes are labeled feature this uh semicolon movie yeah whatever the movie of, uh, yeah. of the episode and the last one that we just did had two semicolons in it so it was really confusing yeah, and, uh, it screws up everything yeah 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 <laughs> it's such a terrible name for it's movie. actually really difficult doing the star wars stuff because is yeah is it star wars episode one attack of the phantom that's like three different it's names three. for the movie like what the that fuck? was the, the last one we did was like feature this colon uh the, the wait what's it called what's the blair rich one called because it's called oh yeah Book it's of a, Shadows. Book of Shadows. Blair Witch 2, Book of Shadows. Shadows. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was, it, I don't know. We talked about that. That was a good episode. It was yeah. fun. Uh, yeah, just stay tuned on this. Uh, catch up twitching. Yeah, uh, I am currently editing a, a film uh, that I hope will come to fruition and be worth watching. And if you want to uh, uh, go to sleep and knock yourself out, if you're fighting <laughs> some insomnia, you can go to my Twitch channel and watch me as I... Uh, uh, spend some time working on that edit. Yeah. So just look up. I think if you just go to Twitch and uh, search feature this, uh, it'll pop up somewhere. Cool. Good news, guys. I'm back. Oh, bummer. (laughs) (laughs) Good news. I got a cough drop, kind of. So Nice. Uh, I I have one more other thing to plug. Okay. So speaking of Twitch, we were thinking about, like, next time that we do a recording for this, um, if we're at the house, like, doing a twitch stream and putting up some party games we might do it so y'all can drink and play some party games with us uh, yeah it'll be the, the the party game that we have is interactive insofar as that like a, there's a group room and if you're following us on the twitch stream while we're playing you can join into the room with us in those yeah games. we'll yeah. just we'll we'll put everything up on the twitter follow us at cult Busey. we'll put up a bezos link for the twitch we'll um We'll try to tweet out if when when and if when whenever we're doing whenever we're twitching so you guys can play along with us. Uh, and we'll let you know if I die. We'll let you know. We'll just bury you in the backyard. Uh, <laughs> thanks again to <laughs> thanks again to James Clayton. Yeah. Uh, yes, thank you. Make sure to keep your eyes, ears, uh, mouths peeled for Candyland. Candyland. Uh, it was great talking to those guys. Uh, definitely keep an eye out for it. It's it's a very very great film. It's phenomenal. Uh, cool. I am Ethan Busey Billups. Follow us on the uh, Twitter at Cult Busey, uh, Cult Up Busey on the Instagram, uh, Cult Up Busey at gmail.com. Thank you very much. Thank you. 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 Thank